I think I'll pay like when it you know, I hate to be a bandwagoner, but when they start like getting back to what they used to be, I'll probably start paying attention again. Back to what they used to be. The Red Sox are so good. Red Sox yeah. are still gonna win ninety games. Yeah, of course. But I mean, at this point, that's how most Boston teams are. We get to the playoffs, but we just get to the playoffs. It's kinda like I hate to be like cocky, but like when you're a Bruins, Celtics, Patriots, Red Sox fan. You expect to get to the playoffs. Like, that's, yes, we're getting to the playoffs, but that's usually about the gist of it. You know what I'm saying? Just it. It's not being cocky. Fair. I hate to say it. It does sound cocky when I'm saying it like this, but, like, growing up in it, like, I mean, that was expectation. That's why we bought all the jerseys and all the stuff. It's because we knew we were getting to the playoffs. But now it's like nowadays, like, playoffs is only counts for so much. I mean, Sacramento Kings just made it to the playoffs, and people are going crazy about it. And, and and I guess I never realized how long it's been since they've been it's there. Been but forever, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris Webber was still active the last time he made the playoffs. You said, who, you said Chris what? Webber. Oh, Chris, damn, 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 damn. White chocolate. Yeah. Oh God, you just made a good point. Yeah, man. I guess, like I said, I understand the ramifications. It just is like, I don't know. It's just like I could, I couldn't relate. Because <laughs> I mean, I know. I'm just a fan of a lot of teams that are usually playoff contenders. To the Otaku Collective Podcast. I'm your host today, Zoe, and I'm here with my boys, Josh and Seth, to wrap up this fun little season that we've had known as the winter season. So, Josh and Seth, say hello. Yurt. Hola. Okay, we've got different languages. Anybody got any other language other than Spanish? Konnichiwa. Okay. Cool. We got two. Okay. That's no all I got. <laughs> I, I tried two. I could I could have had like four more, but I wasn't gonna do this train. <laughs> I, I wasn't. Nah, nah. I, I keep going. He said, "I'm not Is feeling this like one right here." Danka or something like that. Like, bro, I, I was like thinking that. Portuguese. I was like, "This is a Portuguese." I knew how to say a Portuguese hey. so easy. But now I've lost it because I don't have no Portuguese friends anymore. Anyway, yeah, no, I'm see, yeah, y'all even fucked up. Also, it's also a lot of Portuguese, right? It's just ancient times. Mm. Oh, okay. See, I, I figured that. See, I was like, I think it was just something similar, but not too crazy. See, I, I was thinking too hard of it, like it was something like it was Dutch or something. Mm -mm -mm. Why the fuck are we on there? Well, you know, we always have some kind of random banter in the beginning, man. God dang. This is the dynamic of the pod. That was that was it. It don't have to be. So are you eating? Well, I took a bite of something. Yes, I didn't know it was that loud. I, I thought I was I chewing. So chew, yeah, chew. All right, well. I apologize. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I have to mention it because it can't keep going. <laughs> I think the funny thing was is that how you just said that I, my part was the chew and swallow. That's why I laughed at you. Like, yeah, chew and swallow. 
Well, I'm here today to get these boys rounded up to talk about a good bit of the... There was a lot of content that was released in the winter season. Kept everybody busy. Kept everybody where we couldn't even really binge nothing. Everybody was trying to keep up with shows so much and live their lives. But we're here to say we're at the end. We're here to say we got a spring season around the corner that ain't as so strong. So we'll be able to expand and go out and touch some grass again. But I think for the winter, while it was cold out, we did have some good content to sit in the house and watch. So, um, anybody want to start? Because y'all, I already told y'all where I'm going to start. And my starts don't aren't really just stuck to the winter. So I feel like we want to at least get out of the way. Right, I was gonna say go. I was gonna say you go ahead and do you let's go all right give you your five minutes so, to talk about this shit. So we've had a coming of age moment in this coming winter season. Age. Um we came to the conclusion right. of a first part of a very great protagonist. Um whoa, 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 the whoa. son yeah, of a I, great I, protagonist. The son of a great protagonist is a fair statement. Yeah. So, I was going to uh, let you write. I didn't say it's bullshit. You said five minutes for me, so I figured I could roll with this how I needed to. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know what I mean? So one <laughs> of the great protagonists, um, at one point he was in the conversation for Big Three, but he lost his, his, his title. He lost it, so it's all good. It happened. Um, the son of one of the greatest protagonists in anime, one of the greatest, one of the GOATs, um, I'm talking about Naruto's next generation. Boruto came to a conclusion for this during this um winter season. Why finished up our like time, huh? Why do you say it like that? Why I say it backwards because, like, I was trying to hype up Boruto's name because his name should ring bells, but it doesn't. So, just trying to ring, ring it a couple bells for it. Okay? It rings as many right. bells as Takamichi. That's Anyways, a lot continue. of bills. Well, well, that's yeah, that's a, that's a different conversation. Um, <laughs> it's because yeah, yeah, it's a different conversation. So we came to a conclusion um, of part one of Boruto. Um, as a person that's been following this journey since the start of it, um, week by week, every Sunday, in even through all the filler, the many filler that there was. Um, we got to see, I think we did get to see a dynamic of each of the characters. We got to see like, you know, that Naruto has created a village of peace to where a lot of things aren't as, there's a lot of issues that we had to deal with in Naruto that we don't have to deal with in Boruto. So Boruto had a lot of more simpler issues. At least we can at least admit that like stuff wasn't as serious as crazy. Um, there was a lot of, um, that's why I meant when I said coming of age, because we got to see Mitsuki come of age during his arc. We see got to see Sarada become a leader of this Team 7. We got to see um, Kanahamaru understand his weakness and understand, like, he, he want to be Hokage, but he's got to, he's got the, the he's, he's missing something in a couple categories. It's not like he's dumb far away. He's way better than where he was before, but he's got some ways to go before he can get back in that con- um, Hokage conversation. Um, we got to see, I think we got to see Sakura step up in a way that I didn't used to look at Sakura as like a single mom. I mean, I hate to say single mom, but like, you know, raising a daughter, 
on her like own while her man has a job that's very far away and works long hours and it's gone. You know, in this world, we see a lot of single mothers now, and I think soccer represented well. Being able to still be a top medical ninja, work at the hospital type thing, but still being able to make sure, Tharda, are you okay? I see you're a little off. Do you miss your dad? Different things like that. Um, we got to see all the people we, we grew up with, that we grew up with, Josh, be parents. So, you know, I think that got to be something different because, you know, we're at the age now where kids are a thing now, and you're going to have kids soon, too, Josh. So, you know. Whoa, whoa, think... whoa, 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 whoa. Josh, you're not, not going to die with no kids, Josh. So stop it. I'm, I refuse to hear Ooh. that. Me, Ooh. I'm in a different category than you. So we don't, we, we, you know what I'm saying? If I don't want to have kids, it's different. But you, you're going to have three yeah. of them. Okay? Don't, three. Don't, don't fucking, uh, don't force your trauma upon me. <laughs> I'm living through you vicariously. Don't live through me vicariously. I don't know, damn. Goblin. So when so when Josh has kids, I think he'll watch Boruto. I think he'll watch. I, I hope when you do have kids, then you watch Boruto and watch it Why from a different perspective. I, I just hope. I hope it. I'm praying it. How about that? I'm going to take How it. I pray you watch. If Boruto if Josh ever has kids, right? If right? If. Yes, yes. Josh will teach oh, his yeah. kids and show his kids Naruto. Naruto. And then sh- tell Shippuden. them that that will be the end of it. Or like whenever, whenever <laughs> nah, Shippuden man. ends, he nah. will tell them that's the end of the series. I hope Josh, like, and I even yeah. put the kids for him because I feel like he'll relate. I feel like a lot of reason boards will get hated. It's not, it's like, you. It's it's if if you're a Naruto fan, you have to look at it from a parent perspective. You know, you got to look at it from I perspective did. of, yeah. but you don't have kids. So I don't have kids. So we can't relate to that, like, concept uh, okay. of it. Hey, but hey, that's hey, why so. I was saying. Hang on, hang on, let me, I'm, I'm, let me ask you a question. What color is my skin? It's brown. Right. Which means that I am of what race? African. Right. Cool. And as an African-American, with family in the South, a predominantly large family in the South, what does that mean that I often do on the weekends? When it involves younger children. Oh, when it involves younger children? Ah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. on weekends, what, I guess, cookout, game, cookout, game. What do you as an older cousin find yourself doing sometimes when surrounded by younger cousins? You you uh, watch them, right? Oh, baby. Yeah, yeah. You uh, babysit these children, right? You feed uh, these children. You change uh, these children. You bathe these children. You watch these children, right? I don't uh, need to have when I fucking partially raised ten. That's fair. All right. All right. See, look, this is where this is why we discuss these things. So you're saying that you were still able to have a personal connection with the characters on Nar from Naruto that came to Boruto. Right. You was able to understand. Sucks. All right, cool. So moving on, um, I think going back to the coming of age moments, I, I was trying to save Boruto for last. I, we got to see Boruto really come of age to understanding like what when we started the show. When we started the show, he was a spoiled brat who would use ninja tools and didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. 
which is can be relatable to a lot of people who don't know what they want to do with their lives and they have high expectations stuck on their head. They just kind of throw it all away because they don't want to have to deal with the pressure of being on top and having to live up to expectations. But Boruto was able to, like, he slicked through it all away like that, said he wasn't going to be Okage, basically said he was just going to support Sarada becoming Hokage. And that was his mission at one point. But then he ended up becoming a man and understanding, like, it took a disease. I'll say comparable to a disease in his body, but realizing how short life was, he reached that point where he knows what he wants to do in life. He knows he wants to be the essence of what the police chief should be, is like someone who goes out and takes care of things, or like a, a detective kind of thing. He wants to be a detective for the village. You want to be able to protect the village, but not have to just sit in the village all day. You want to be a detective. That's the essence of what I would say, just summing it up. Um, we got to see, in the first episode, we got to see Boruto time skip. And then the last episode, we got to see Boruto time skip. And the time skip in the first episode left me confused. But now at the last episode, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for Boruto Shippuden. I think Boruto Shippuden is going to be very interesting. I think it's going to not do what Naruto Shippuden did because the premise of the battle is, is a little more like not, I don't want to say not as serious. It's actually more serious, but we, it's such a one-way direction of how to handle this problem. When you're dealing with nine-tailed beasts and trying to save all of them, you're going to have many different ways to try and save that problem. But when we're dealing with just one entity, kind of does narrow down the issue. But still, it is hard when the entity is in your village. So with that being said, I just wanted to say Boruto finished. As a person that watched Boruto for five years each week, I don't feel like I've wasted my time. I feel like I had a very good watch, a very good fun watch to see Naruto and everyone be parents, get to see Konohamaru step up as leaders, got to see Hinabi step up as a leader, got to see the guy who was snot with his nose that was Konohamaru's friend. He's now a freaking captain and is using his snot to actually take care of villains, which is nasty. But hey, he turned a negative into a positive. So like to see these guys grow, you know, I'm a person that likes continuous shows because I like to see people grow kind of helps me and my growth to like reach a next level and realize you can't just stay where you're at. And I think Boruto did that. I think Boruto gave representation of all of the people that we grew up with in Naruto and Naruto Shippuden, as well as introduced new characters and their kids and their kids friends. Um, as long as and, you enjoyed it, I'm happy for you. But you know what I'm saying. Out of that and five I'm, years, three and a half years of filler, ooh. Yeah, but it, you know the filler wasn't that bad. I mean, one I piece is that worse. The filler, filler not being bad and stuff. No, like and bro, right? I watch slice of life now. Come yeah. on, with I watch people who yeah. try to just kiss now. So I, like I comparing need, the filler to the slice of life. Say that with a straight face again, and then not mention the Funato art. Ah, I, I mean, the worst arc was the Seven Ninja Swordsman arc. I'll be real with you. Every time they brought that, like, that was the worst arc in Boruto, was the Seven Ninja Swordsman arc. Because that was the oh, weakest, was saddest Seven that. Ninja Swordsman ever. Hell, even the filler arc where there was a war between the Mizukage and these pirates, it wasn't that bad. It that's, just didn't end how that, it shouldn't have that's did. That's the one I just mentioned. I know, I know, but I'm saying it wasn't bad. Like I actually was getting into it, just ended like like crap. Like it ended like, well, like crap. Well, you can look forward to part two thanks to the Boruto leaks when it comes back. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I know. I know. So I could never support a series where they make Naruto, who dreams of having a family, beg for a family, forget his own child. I I could never take that seriously. You say forget? Yes. He never forgot him, bro. He was just busy. He just no, we're talking about manga no, spoilers. No, 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 and everyone's saying that he's the bad guy. So, yeah, I mean, that fits the premise of it for the most part. But that's what Boruto, in the essence of it, has been asking for. After you watch this whole anime, that's what he's been asking for, is to, like, go on a journey where he can get strong by himself. That's literally what he's been asking for. And he's got it now. Just didn't come to him how he wanted it. That's it. I, I'd say it's like manifestation. He basically manifested that for himself. Because you, I'm telling you, Boruto don't want no help. That's what I, one thing I definitely learned from this show is he don't like help at all. He don't want you to help him. He'll figure it out his own. And this is a perfect situation for him to figure it out on his own since he wants to be Billy Badass. He's still a spoiled brat. That's basically what I'm trying to bring it to. He's still a spoiled brat. And he's going to learn like why you need people in your corner and why you need people to help you. Because when you lose everything, you lose everything. And that's not no just bullshit. You lost everything. So... I think part two is going to be better. I don't know about all that. Also, Kawaki is is not a cool character. I'm going to go ahead and put that. I mean, he's just an antagonist for Boruto. That's all it is. Boruto just needs somebody to, like, play off of and have, like, an evil versus good kind of thing. That's all he is. Bro, they just literally just threw Kawaki in. Like, he just fell into the lap of Naruto. Still don't know shit about him. We know what he was experimenting on. We don't know shit about this guy. We don't know where he true. Like, we saw the little flashback of his dad. We don't know what that means. Like, we we know that he had a fucked up childhood, but, like, to know, like, who Kawhi still is, we really don't. Because he's barely talking. He's trying to open up, but he hasn't opened up 100%. The only thing we know is he'll kill anybody for, for Naruto. He's already said it. He said, I'll kill anybody for Naruto. No questions that. Naruto, damn. Huh? Including Naruto, apparently. Well, that that see in that essence, it wasn't that wasn't him. That was the actual Itsuki who killed Naruto, or tried to kill Naruto, or that that it's at the point where they they realize they can't even kill him, so they keep sealing him up. It's like the second time Naruto's been sealed. It's fucking crazy, but I mean, hey, he's the Hokage. They treating him like he should be treated. Also, oh, they holding they holding my boy out consistently. Crazy. Naruto? Yeah. Well, it's because reason. it makes you realize how much Karama really was to Naruto. Like, I, I thought all that power Naruto had was because he was the fourth Hokage's grandson. No. 60% of that power he had when he was young was Karama. 70, actually. I probably need to go higher. Not, not, not grandson, son. Grandson. Did I say my bad? Grandson. I probably said No, no. No. Not grandson. He's his son. Um, I'll, you're, okay, my bad, mix the two up. No, you said it right. Thank you for correction. Thank you for correction. But yeah. No, good, I, I wanted some of this. You actually care a little bit. You care a little bit about the culture, you just don't care about Boruto, and I can respect that. So, all that being said, excited for part two. If 
anybody's trying to watch part one, just kind of go do what people do with Bleach and see what the filler episodes are. And then just skip those. And then we just At go. At least Bleach filler has potential. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I also don't well, appreciate you. Right, you like the bell art. You said what? I said, and you know, right? Because you like the bell art. Why you think I'm just like quiet? I don't want to say a lot right now, okay? I'm trying to I also don't board, appreciate so. you comparing filler to slice of life anime. Because slice of life anime. Because to me, it's the same. But it's to me, it's the same thing. Like for me, that's just me. Like the same energy I get with fillers, the same energy I get with slice of life. Like I'm working up for a kiss. I used to work up for people destroying planets. So like, you get what I'm saying? Like for me, that's the comparison. Like still, like it's that excitement. Like I know that this really doesn't matter because it's just a kiss. People still can kiss and cheat on each other, but it's still just like you know, knowing that it's important, but it's not that important. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean when I say that. Like, I haven't, like, even horror meal, like, if they break up, the world doesn't end. It's, it's okay. You can keep going. So that's, like, what I mean. Like, as much as I loved horror meal, if anything, Bunny Girl Senpai did have a little more ramification because of how much it was, like, playing with life and death. And that one, I'd say, is above filler. Like, there are slides a lot that are above filler for me. But, like, that one in particular, like I said, horror meal, if they break up, it's all good. We can still keep moving on. You just have two different shows now. One about Hori and where she goes, and one about me and his life. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. I don't know. So, so you said it wouldn't matter. To me, it would be like, what's a good way of putting this? You know, whenever uh, all the different characters in Slime, what happened to them in season two? Mm -hmm. Before Remaru, like, went berserk on them, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, it would hit just as hard as that did for me. My boy, and that's just that's 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 just I'm, I'm. It's crazy. I can only I can only understand it. That's all I can say is I understand. Um, but or me would be fine if they break up. Breakups happen all the time. But Rimuru going crazy is a little different. No, but, no, no, I'm saying emotionally. I get what you're saying. Emotionally, yeah, emotionally him seeing Shion. But, would have hit yeah. just as much as Hori, uh, Hori Mia and them, or Hori and Miyamaru breaking up. I and I get that, and I see that's why, like, and I can understand. I get what you're saying. That's why I said I can't relate at all because they could just find new people and everything would be okay. But I can understand. Is what I'm saying. Like I, I understand where you would go with it. Um, but yeah. We ain't got to stay on board too long. It'll be back at the end of this year. So, you know, we'll make it. Well, I'll make it out alive. I mean, we gave you five minutes and it turned into 20. So, hey, Josh actually cares a little bit about the culture. He just hates board. So that's all it is. That's all it is. So, seasonal wise, where do we want to start? Yeah. Who wants to go first? Go ahead. Seth, go ahead and take it over, man. I know you got something you want to talk about. Uh, I mean, I can go ahead and get. Uh, like, go ahead and mention the ones that have been postponed due to COVID. There you go. Uh, I I purposely caught up uh before the season started just so I could watch this one, uh, which is Misfit of Demon King Academy second season. 
I watched the first season before it started before the second season started airing to catch up just for it to get postponed after episode six for it uh for covid reasons within the studio people got covid so production halted to a stop and so come i think first week in april it will resume again um and then the same goes for near automata it is back under um covid delay again and i think it will be back early april as well and then honestly it would have been a top probably three or four anime for me this season but it's kubasan won't let me be invisible i've really enjoyed it really uh enjoyed their relationship and stuff like that throughout the first six episodes but uh just like um misfit of demon king king academy it was also postponed after episode six uh, due to COVID reasons, and it will be back in the beginning of April. And so for the last month and a half, both of those shows, De- uh, Misfit of Demon King Academy and uh, Kubo-san Won't, Le- Won't Let Me Be Invisible have been postponed for the last month and a half. And okay. I was really enjoying both those, and I'm still going to really enjoy it, but... I just miss it is all. I miss those. I think, those, I think it'll do shows. the t- it, shouldn't it just do the time slot thing like y'all said that we have uh, a conversation it will, about? It will. That's why it's coming back in April. And it will just um, finish up with the spring kind of thing or slide with uh, the spring. It will finish like four or no, six weeks before the other spring shows finish. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll just have to find some other time slot or like something else to fill in the last six weeks. The same way that they had to find something else in their time slots during this current season to fill in their current time slots. Yeah. And with near programming or anything like that. No, definitely. And with near paid paid programming. You already know. So I was going to say with near, like, it's not like people can, this if anything, this is just more reason for people to go and get the game. Because I keep, like, they say this has been a great adaption of the game. That's what Zach's been but, doing. Because it's been postponed, he's just been playing the game. Yeah, that's that's my plan, too, is to go ahead and get that in the next week or two. And just, you know what I'm saying, check the different endings out. That's the one thing I love most about Nier is how they have a different ending, at the, like, after the credits. They're like, this is one of the endings from the game. And nope. it's just crazy how many endings this game has. and. Yeah, five main endings, and then uh, I think it's like, I don't know, 15, 20 different side endings. Yeah. Letters of the alphabet. Yep, all the letters of the alphabet. So it's 21 then, because it's five main, which is uh, A, B, C, D, and E, and then it's the rest of the alphabet. Oh, yeah. Um... We've Do we have any crossovers between us three? Blue Lock. Yeah. Blue Lock. Yeah, there we go. Blue Lock. Let's go. Yeah. Blue Lock. Uh, even though Blue <laughs> Lock like is not movie. a winter anime, it came out in the fall. Uh, it ended this season. Uh, no, the second core finished with with it. I think they did two cores. So no, like, they, yeah, they, they, they aired straight through. Okay. They aired straight through. They aired 24 episodes in a row without taking a week off. No, well, they took the Christmas break 
off type thing like the, everyone they took does. golden week but that was it yeah well so you asked me a couple of weeks ago or about a month ago were there African people in Bula, ah, he's brazilian and i love it even more that he's brazilian i was like let's go and then i see more like we got more characters now um um, I'm sad that Ichigo didn't make it through the selection. He was a pretty cool dude. Um, you just gonna let me slide with it? I just called him Ichigo. Yeah. I was okay, cool. He's just gonna uh, let it slide. I mean, I've, I that's been the running joke on Twitter. I it's like Kimi, Kimi, um, damn, Kunigami. Yes. Kunigami, yeah, 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 that's his name, Kunigami. And it's just been a running joke I see on Twitter. Everyone's like, oh, he should go ain't make it, but he'll be back in July. Just hold on. So that's been really funny to see that. Um, kind of kind of happy on the selection that was made through. I actually like where the stakes are going. Like, now it's about the whole program. He's basically saying, like, y'all want to keep doing this, y'all got to step up, because now it's the whole program on the line. Yeah. So... Um... I've really enjoyed the show. Uh, I've liked how it's not a buddy buddy kind of show. While there are friends between different players and stuff like that, right? There, they know that only one of them can make it at the end of the day. Whatever Blue Lock is said and done, and so they're they're completely content with, or not content. They're they're trying to devour each other like every single game and learn from each other and pick up skills from each other. And the the person that has done the best at picking up skills from other people has been uh, Isagi. And he's made a better protagonist than what I thought he was going to be whenever we first met him. Because he doesn't look like a typical striker. No, not at all. Not at all. Josh, you've all you've obviously seen or read the manga now. Uh, yeah. How do you feel it was adapted? Ah, uh, pretty pretty well, honestly. I I I have no complaints so far up until the end of the second selection. Um, I'm really curious to see how they deal with the the. U twenty team. Um, we haven't even talked but, about that yet. That's gonna be very interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what happens with that. But so far, I think Blue Lock as a sports anime, which has an easier job for sure, is probably one of the better animes that uh adapted a manga this season. I'm really excited. I've really I've enjoyed watching and reading Blue Lock. Well, and then episode Nagi, that's going to be coming out in theaters? Yeah, season two got announced. We're getting a movie, too. Um, but no. It's slowly making its way into my top three uh, sports anime. I have um, it at four. I, I have it at four. For it's my, at four right now. Yeah, it's at yeah, four it's right at now four. for my top four sports anime. It's definitely refreshing to like get a, a sports anime where like you really don't know who's gonna win. 
was like, even when I was watching Kirk on the basket, I started getting to a point where I was like, all right, I know we're going to win the game, but how are we going to win they the game? Lost, they lost a lot. Lost what are two, you talking about? They lost two games in the show. No, 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 that's cat. They lost the first game in the beginning, that little exhibition game. I should stop, first of all. Shut up. Steph hasn't seen the show. I've seen the exhibition game. All right, but Seth hasn't watched the whole show yet. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the first five episodes, and then I... They they lost a good bit. Not all of it got adapted, but they lost a good Ah, bit. Ah, I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, I'm just going off the anime, so that's all I can do. Um, As far as in the anime, they only lost, I believe, once or twice. Don't don't say a number, and two times is still wrong. Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair. Um, but yeah, not. But that's. I'm just telling you the difference in watching Blue Eyes. I truly had to like, like after they lost the first time, I was like, all right, about time they had a loss. But well, when Isagi lost, I think I got to go more so off him because, like, you know, he did join a different team. I don't know. They barely made it into the qualifier. Barely made it so many times, and it would just be like, and that's something that was. Because even when he lost, like, you know, you would, like, you know, you could, in the second selection, he lost with, you know, his team with Nagi and them, but they still chose him. Like, he still, like, won, but he just got picked. He didn't win, he just got picked. But that's what I'm saying is, like, you truly, I don't know. I thought they were going to win that. I thought they were going to win. Or there's, like, the fights I thought they'd win, they'd lose. There was fights I thought they'd lose that they won. Like, I thought this was a, a character developed moment. This is why they're going to lose. No, they ended up winning. And one thing that Blue Lock was also cool about that I liked was they would finish a game at the first half of an episode. Like, I'm so used to, I really thought the games would end, like, at the end of the episode, stuff like that. They milk it. They said, no, nah, if, if we didn't finish it the last episode, we're going to finish it before we even start the theme song. There was one time, I don't know what episode it was. It had to have been in the first half where I literally was, like, sitting here, like, my food had been finished and all that. I'm waiting for the theme song to start so I can go, you know, get my food, watch the end of this match. The match ended. I look. It's been 10 minutes. Then the theme song started playing. I said, what the fuck is that? It just threw me all off on my whole routine on what I do with anime because I have a routine, especially on my lunch, of just, like, 23-minute anime uh, theme song, all that. So, like, Blue Lock doing different things, like, made it just stick out as a good anime. Forget sports anime, like just taking different routes and trying different things. Um even the 3D little, you know, when they had little moments where they had to do the 3D um characterization is what I'm trying to say where it was like the not 2D the 3D. Um it wasn't bad. It was like real quick subtle transitions. Um when you're doing like a soccer anime and something like this, especially in 2023, you want to be able to Some keep it, it fresh. Some of it has to be in 3D. Yeah, it has to be. You it would be saying? so hard to animate it if it wasn't in 3D. You know what I'm saying? So the trick is is to blend it in as well as you can, to where it's not super noticeable. But like, I don't know. I I guess I'm just learning that soccer is just as like a more fast paced game. I never really looked at soccer as a fast. Soccer is a game. very fast paced game. Yeah, I never they looked at like, even anybody. Um, I don't know about all that. I think that's personal opinion, but um, as you know, I played goalie. I think when I played so when I played soccer, like I saw, I didn't get like 
on field experiences for ten of the you know, eleven players moving. run more than any other sport. Uh, this is a true statement. Like it's literally tracked by like metrics and like like different like 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 it's teams literally track how far players run now. And so if an NBA player might run like six miles in one game, right? Well, them, so- yeah, soccer, NBA is a little different now. A, a soccer is player is running like they have trackers on them now, right? Like, like they're they're they'll have like a special like vest or like uh, or like a device within their like uh vest or a uh protector or anything like that, right? Uh, and it will track how far that how far they move on the field throughout the game. And so it it also helps coaches decide when to make subs and stuff like that, particularly in soccer, whenever you only have three subs a game. And so you have to keep track of these different things. Okay. Um, That's that, that it? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anybody got anything else to say about Blue Lock? I figured, you know, the soccer players here would be more excited. Uh, well, I I never played soccer. I really like soccer though. So, uh, oh, oh, I thought you played soccer. I no, I never played soccer. Uh, I I I I played soccer with friends that played on the team, but I never yeah. like played soccer. Exactly. Yeah. So, no offense is that, but what position is this man? I, bro, I was a goalie, bro. I wasn't the bro. I was a ten pound baby, bro. I was fat as hell off birth. And I played goalie, and I was a good ass goalie. You feel me? Like you know what I'm saying? Like I've de- I had a I had a better season. I my worst season of basketball. I did three times better in my one season of soccer because I oh, actually yeah. was able. You know what I'm saying? So I just figured you had you had to sit in one spot the entire time. But I, bro, that's you. That's a lot of pr- like, and I and I hope. I mean, in Blue Lock, you ain't gonna see that. But the goalie guy, that's an important role too. Now, that's one of the right. most important roles too. So, all right, I'm I'm not saying goalie isn't a very tough position. It's probably one of the hardest positions in all sports. But we got a ball coming at your face. So. Hey, 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 but, but but my point is, how old were you when this happened? Uh, eight. Okay, okay. I don't need know. No, no, but nobody was out here doing anything crazy. But, but that's the thing. Years. I wasn't playing in Alabama. I was playing in Boston. So I'm playing with Nigerians, Dominicans, cool. people whose soccer that's is cool. their thing. That's cool, right? I understand that. But they were still fucking eight. And I was eight, too. But I was a fat eight. Like, I you don't know, that's man. what I'm trying to say. I was fat. I, I, don't, I, saw, I, was I saw a clip of, uh, of Barcelona's uh, nine and under team. And, man... Bro, and I'm, right. and that, that's what I'm trying cool. to explain. But regardless of how good they are at nine, they'll be ten times better when they're teenagers slash adults. That's yeah, but see, that's why. But that's why I couldn't play them one side because I realized being goalie, you can't just be goalie. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't just be goalie in soccer, and that's why I didn't play no more because I was like, I can't, couldn't get on that field. I could not trip my without tripping myself up. So I think I I get what you're saying, but like I I think I think I think I think that you know having to accept that a ball can hit you in the face anytime is is pretty That's real. Every sport. That's literally every sport. Not hockey. Some of them is it. With a ball, okay, you can get hit in the face with a puck. You you can get hit in the face by the thing that you need to score. 
at any I, point. But, like, now. they don't tell like, that's now, Josh. Like, 20 years ago, that wasn't a normal thing to me. I don't think that was, like, just, okay, yeah, you getting into this, this is what we're preparing you for is to get hit in the face with a the ball. They try really not to let you get hit in the face with a ball. That's why you have fouls and different things like feel, that. I feel like those weren't good coaches. and They should be like, hey, bro, well, several things can happen. This is a sport. But, but like it's just like how people say LeBron changed basketball, like and why it's more aggressive. Now. Who, who the fuck says that? Nobody says. I mean, not no, more, not no more. Not no more. I've never heard that statement. Well, I heard he's good. At we are all on different spectrums at. of the world. Okay, let's just accept that. We don't all have to be nah, the nah, same nah, thing. Nah, 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 nah. We way off topic. There, <laughs> real quick, real quick. I know we're off topic, right? I know we're off topic, right? In my opinion, there are three players that changed basketball heavily recently, right? One is Michael Stephen Jordan. Curry. One Michael is Jordan. You say recently. What do you mean by recently? In the last, like, 40, 50 years. That's bro. not Best recently. Re- when you say recently, you Fresh. would think, okay, I'll be They quiet. changed the Fresh. game. Fresh. Bill, 20 years ago was 2003. I don't want to talk about years right now, Josh. We're on the pod with Michael Iverson. Jordan and Allen Iverson were still playing then. No, well, no, wait, 20 years Jordan. No, Michael Jordan wasn't playing. Allen Iverson was. Jordan was. Yeah, I was. Jordan. When, when did Jordan retire? In 2001. 2001? Yeah, he did play a year. Because when he played, he played, yep, you're right. Because I've. The baseball career thing threw me off. <laughs> I forgot. Wait, now, actually, actually, Seth might be right. Jordan retired in 2003. God. Yeah. He just he was played, chilling. He played two seasons with the Wizards. Yeah. Yep. He just was chilling. Yeah, this is real. He wow. played at age 40, 40 in 2003. Yeah. Yeah. He, he played two seasons with the Wizards. 0 2 Yeah. Yeah. We we try to forget about that because he won the uh yeah. And Allen Iverson hey. retired in twenty ten. Yeah, well I knew that. That's fair. Anyway, yeah. I'm LeBron saying I'm saying I'm saying since since like the early nineties, right? There have been only, in my opinion, three players that have literally changed the game, and that has been Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, and Stephen Curry. That's I it. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Most most people would agree with that statement. Anyway, moving on. Slice of life, Steph. Go. Slice of life's okay. Um, I will. Uh, um, uh, me and Zoe have one in common right here. Tell on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am on. So I haven't actually finished Tomatron yet. So I was gonna oh. let you talk about it a little bit more. Well, then I, I only way I can talk about it is about spoiling it. So are you sure? That's, like I could. Okay. Like, well, it's, so, it's, it's so, kind of hard so to talk about Tomatron. In general, you know have... in general, let me just ask you a question. How was your enjoyment of Tomatron as a whole? I mean, definitely was relatable. I've had a lot of tomboyish friends since uh, elementary school that I like liked, and like it is hard to try and like tell your tomboyish friend like I still think you look good. You just be you. Don't change because they think you want them to change. Like everything that Tomatron represented and trying to like talk to a tomboy was pretty much accurate. Like you could tell, like the creator of the show pretty much went through this maybe exact situation because everything was even the way Tomatron was from how much of a light she was that 
her not realizing how much of a light she is when she walks in the room type thing. I think it was just a great representation of that type of relationship. You know, it seemed like different from the regular trope of the short, pretty girl, the taller, slim guy. Like this was a little more rough, you know what I'm saying? But it was, it was fun. It was a very fun anime. Um, a lot of waifus came out of this show. Um, Cause I just, that was one the of moms. the weird. Yeah, the moms definitely. But the, I mean, there was people staying in Tomachan and, and her friends too. I ain't gonna lie. So yeah. like, it was just interesting that this was like a waifu show. Like well, going into it, what pulled me in was when I read the premises of it, I was like, you know, as many tomboys as I like, I think I like this show. So getting into it, I didn't expect no one to like look good. I don't know how to say. Like I expected maybe Tomachan because she had the red hair, but like to know that they really took their time in each girl and what they were going through and how they felt about they gave the other everybody girl. their own character development. Yes, um, it was that as well as um, yeah, the moms they only got like a little love. The only thing I will say I didn't like about Tomachan was the how it started off each episode being a full episode about a situation. And then switching to the double episode format. I mean, I know that they probably were trying to adapt a lot of different chapters. Yeah, and and going back and looking at some of those, right? That that is actually how the chapters were written. So they were trying to get in like, let's say four chapters into an episode, right? Yeah. Two chapters would be one scenario. Two chapters would be another scenario. Mm-hmm. And then so they would put the two the the first two chapters the first half of the show and then the next two chapters the next half of the show and so it wasn't that was the only downfall i'd say there was really no downfall but that would probably be the only thing it's not like it was unintended it was intended by the author to be that way yeah no and i peeped that but that was just the only thing like i felt that like just threw it off i think you know just you started getting into the one scenario situations and then being in depth, and then it did turn into the like just mini scenario thing. And it just, I guess, it plays into attention span. Like, like we've talked before, people's attention span sucked, and I guess I was one of them people that fell like with the attention span thing because I like just started not really focusing as much on certain situations that I feel like I should have focused on. Um, if anything, when it when it got to like episode ten it picked back up like on just the flat one episode thing, but that was because they had like a little festival and whatnot. You know how Christmas festivals over there are like a big thing. Like that's like, we're getting yep. out of school. Yep. We're doing all this. So it was, it, it was good. It's to one have of their some... longer breaks throughout their school year system. It, exactly. So it was good that they used that to like bring it back to the, okay, we had these little scenarios. It was fun. I'm not gonna act like they weren't fun. Mm-hmm. There was a beach episode. I love beach episodes. They're always the fun episodes. Um, That's the episode that I'm actually on. <laughs> oh yeah, the beach episode. It was so random. I didn't expect it. Like I was just playing. I turned my head. I said, "Are they all in the?" Yep, it's a beach episode. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if you did this whenever you were in high school. Me and my friends did this a couple times. We would drive down to Panama City for a day and then drive back whenever we were in high school. No, nah, I didn't go to Panama until college. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You did so, live up in Tuscaloosa, so it'd be a little bit harder. Yeah. So I never got to go to Panama until college. But as far as like doing the beach, like I've only been to the beach. Well, I've been to the beach more because of college, but before college, I only been to the beach like a couple times. 
So like the beach episode would hit so hard for me on like older anime like I used to watch because I'd be like, I want to go to the beach. That's fair but, because you know what I'm saying. It's also one of those things where it's like in Japan you're never really far from the beach. You're not. You're not. And that's why the beach episode it just be it be middle. That's why the middle schoolers and high schoolers like that those that's what they be. But like they just go to the beach with no parents to visit because it's not far. Yeah, it's not like they're it's, going across the world, <laughs> across the, like, the country. In some cases, it's like down the street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, after the beach episode, that that kind of like I said, the attention span with the two episode thing. I mean, it could just be me. I feel like, but I feel like it just kind of made it a little harder. But when it went back to the singular episode thing, and especially like I said with the festival, you just was all in because everybody was reaching new character development stages, trying to find who they were. And yeah, I think the final episode was great. Like as an action person, that's how I want a slice of life to end every time. When you watch it, you'll see what I'm talking about. But that's how I like if slice of life could end every episode with something like that, just a little bit of action, even if it's just a smidge, and still get that that lovely kiss that every slice of life wants to get in, I'd be here for more. So that was a Tomachan really it ended up being a top tier slice of life. I don't know if I'd put it on the list, but it definitely would be a show. I watched it in dub. I'm gonna go ahead and say that now. I'll put it so this I way. Currently, to I have it. it. Oh, what's that? Oh no, I was gonna just say I currently have it as an eight out of ten so far. Uh, Thirty six okay. episodes. Okay. Um. I, um after finishing it, I give it an eight out of ten. I'd finish it at an eight out of ten. It's okay. instead of eight out of ten, because okay. like I said, and that's only because of the like I said that that format. Um, because the last episode just was amazing, and I think it wrapped up really well. And it's a show like I was gonna say is, I only rewatch like if I watch a show in sub, if I really like it and it has a dub, I'll rewatch in dub, or vice versa. If I watched in dub, I I will rewatch Tomachan in sub. I really plan on it. I feel that okay. So, so yeah. Oh damn. Um. So for me. Uh, the next one I have right is the Angel Next Door spells me rotten. It is a romantic comedy. Uh, it's about a guy, uh, Amine, and a girl, uh, Sheena. Uh, Sheena is viewed as like the darling at the school, the angel, and stuff like that, right? Uh, Amine sees her at a park one day. Uh, she's just sitting on the sitting on a swing in the rain. And he goes over, gives her his umbrella, doesn't ask any questions, doesn't really need to know why she's just sitting in the rain, gives her his umbrella, and they can proceed to go home after. Uh, and she hadn't really, like, uh, I guess, received that sort of kindness outside of school from a classmate before, I guess. And so... Uh, she wanted to return the favor for him. Uh, she ended up cooking him dinner and bringing it over to his place uh, so he could have a good meal and stuff like that. Uh, and he ended up helping her with a couple things, but ultimately it turned out that they lived right next door to each other and they didn't know uh, because he uh, he left earlier – or no, she left early in the mornings before he did, and he arrived – home earlier in the afternoons than she did uh from school and stuff like that so they just never noticed and 
they he made a promise to her that he wouldn't like catch feelings and stuff like that uh because he didn't view her like that at all the way that everybody else viewed her at school and she had the nickname angel at school because that's how everybody viewed her she was the darling of the school and stuff like that and she absolutely hated it but uh he got to know the actual person that is known as sheena not angel and so they started forming a relationship uh more of a friendship and stuff like that and then it's one of those scenes where it's like you're spending all this time with this person uh because they live right next to each other they actually exchange keys at one point uh in the show uh they she's cooking dinner for him like every single night uh she cooks dinner he does dishes that's that's the routine that they that they had started um he helps her with some of her homework she helps him with some of his uh and they spend a lot of time together over the course of like a year or whatever right and then they over that course of time both of them start to fall for each other but he made a promise and he sits to his promises that he wouldn't catch feelings and so for the longest, he tried to ignore it and ignore it and ignore it. And then I won't say what happens and stuff like that uh, totally. But the last episode was amazing. Uh, I really enjoyed the show a lot. Uh, realistically, I think it's a 9 out of 10. Uh, because the comedy in it was great. Because it is a romantic comedy. And so the comedy part of it is important as well. Because if you just have a romantic comedy with just romance... It's not really a romantic comedy. There needs to be, like, you need to make me laugh as well. And it did that for sure. Uh, realistically, it's probably an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, unbiased look, it's probably an 8 or an 8.5 out of 10. It was a very good show. Uh, personal review, I gave it a 10. Uh, it's in my, it's probably going to be in my top 25. Um, if I were to ever finish doing a top 25, I think I did, like, list it out a top 20 in total. Uh, but I think it would be somewhere in the top 25 to 30 or so anime that I've watched. Which is a number now, because I have seen over 100 anime. I, I think I've seen, like, 125 or something like that now. Close to that number. And okay. so, top top 30 is, is something. It's in the top 25% of anime that I've seen. Right? Um, the next one on the list, since you said Slice of Life, so I'm going to go ahead and get all these knocked out. That way we can talk about everything else, right? Go ahead, Victor. Nobody. Because I know that I'm the only one that's going to talk about this. I know that I'm the one that's going to talk about this, right? Uh, it's, uh, the next one is, uh, the Ice Guy and his cool female colleague. This ended up being a lot better than I expected, right? Mm -hmm. uh, um i was it gave me very six out of ten impressions at first uh but it just like uh i know that uh so side note i've been watching this anime with my friend zach he loved this anime um i can uh even though he even though even though he disagreed with me on this comparison it's like whenever you get like extra sweet tea and stuff like that right and you're like, I oh, know I that this that. is probably giving me diabetes from how sweet this is, right? Mm -hmm. 
That's what this for show me, was for me. To me. I for for me it's Kool Aid, but I get it. That's fair. Saying. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, this was the extra sweet tea, Kool Aid with extra sugar. I know I'm getting diabetes from how sweet this show is. Kind of show. And it didn't do anything special, right? It did everything that the that a viewer of this show would have wanted. Like it played to its viewership. It knows that it's not going to get any people that that want to watch Shonen's watching this show. It so, knows that it's 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 not going to get. Uh, for example, like if you're a person that has only seen, for example, Yuzo, like like a Hori Mia, or like a uh, Bunny Girl Senpai, if 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 those are like the shows that you that you've been limited to so far. In, mm-hmm. in terms of your slice of life romantic comedy experience this yeah. would it be a show that you would go towards this early into getting into that scene this is mm-hmm. more like this is my like 40th slice of life i'm gonna watch this show kind of thing okay bit, bit, bit. so what i wanted to ask though like so because i don't know and this is something that i got from watching tomatron like has the has any of the and I'll just ask for this season. Has any of the slice lies this season gave you the confidence to do something that the main character did in the show? Like for example, because of Tomachan, there's this girl I've had my eyes on that's kind of in the Tomachan category, and I've now I really kind of like see what I would need to do if I truly want to say F and I'm pursuing her. Like, have has any of the slice of lives? And it doesn't have to just be like a woman thing. It could have been just, okay, I'm going to try it. Or this made me think I should try it. Like, did any slice of lies this season get you like that? Like, okay, I just seen them conquer an obstacle that I feel like I could conquer a little more now. Well, so Ice Sky, for example, uh, mainly takes place in the office that they both work in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is adults in the show. It's not like high school. Yeah, I was told this like is that. a very adult show. Like, like this is like adult side of not being high schoolers. That's what I saw earlier. Yeah, yeah. On it's, it's 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 adult in the terms of like they like they all he, work they in the same job. They they they, they have responsibilities, they have duties to uphold and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But then they also have like money and they can go out and they can go out go out on a date or they can take a weekend trip and they got like they got weekends off and stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. And so um it is adult in terms of that. I will say it is more high school like in terms of relationship progression, just because neither of them had like as you learn the characters' backstories, neither of them had like that sort of developments in high school. They were both shy due to uh just different reasons and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And they uh they had a very niche group of friends in high school and stuff like that. Uh they have a lot more friends at their current job than they ever did in high school kind of thing. Uh so it's more or less like they're mature in terms of their job and like they have duties and like they work in sales. So they're, they're, they're smart and stuff like that. Right. But they're in terms of like emotionally, they might be like four years younger than what they might actually be age wise. So if they're like 24 starting at this office job, they might have the age maturity of like a 19 or 20 year old. In terms of like dating goes, 
and how to handle yeah. all that and stuff. But they get better as the show progresses and stuff like that. Ultimately, though, I give the show a 7.5 uh, out of 10. I'm just – go ahead and go say my rating. But getting back to your question, um, a lot of romantic com- comedies happen in high school. So it's not really a, oh, I'm going to go and ask out this girl in this other class kind of thing. Uh, and particularly with like Ice Guy, it's an office relationship. I'm personally yeah. not a big fan of office relationships, so I steer clear of those because if it doesn't work out, it gets messy. And so I, uh, I gen- generally speaking, steer clear of office relationships. Um. Okay. Well, no, I, I mean that's terms, why I brought. I brought um, that up mainly because this show was a more adult show. So, like, that's yeah, why I said, yeah, like, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, yeah. Well, so so they also just have really good communi- uh, communication skills because they're all adults in the room. Like, there's no, like, whispering behind each other's back and stuff like that. They say what they mean to each other's faces and stuff like that. Uh, it's very... The, every character understands that it is a, a a professional work environment and that the work comes first not necessarily the relationship right and so it's uh in terms of that i guess it's more or less like i've always had this so this i've always had this mindset so this show didn't really affect me that way but no, i could fair. see where if i didn't have that mindset this show might have influenced me where it's like oh I need to take my job more seriously. Okay, there we go. That's kind of the essence of what I was saying. I get, I get what you're saying. You're already there, so you didn't really need, didn't give no extra. But you could see from like outside looking in if somebody was to like get a little inspiration for something. This would probably be a show like, okay, yes. we do this at work. Now, 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 I will say that I feel the the way that I feel or. Uh, view an ideal communication relationship would be the closest that I've seen has been two shows. It's been Hori Mia. Hori Mia is very communicative. They, 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 they say their feelings. They don't let it fester. They don't let it build up. They don't go to sleep angry at one another and stuff like that, right? They talk things out when things need to be talked out. And that's the same way with uh, the Angel Nets Door Spoils Me Rotten. They talk things out. They don't let things build up over time. If they have an issue with 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 something that the other person did, that their partner did, or anything like that, they go ahead and talk it out and get it out of the way. That way, they understand where that person is coming from, and they understand, okay, here's how this person responded whenever I did this in this scenario. Let me try doing this next time. Because I know that they'll respond better in that scenario or whatever. Or they don't like it whenever I do this. Let me not do that again because I care about their personal boundaries and their feelings and stuff like that. So let me not do whatever I did to upset them again. Okay. Um, And it's not really like – you're asking me if I get things and stuff like that from – uh slice of life it's not like i'm looking for life lessons in shonen either though 
fair. Like, like, but like, like, but like, 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 I'm not taking. I'm not trying to find a life lesson in One Piece, for example. They're, they they are in there, but it's not yeah. like I've just seen. It's like, not even like I don't I already to, do these things. Yeah, but I guess that's kind of where this this is still, and it's still new for me because like this happened in 2020. But when I started watching One Piece and started talking more on Twitter about it, like I even got a friend from high school who was just talking about like how One Piece helped to cure cure his depression. Yeah, and yeah. so like, and I've seen more people say that just now. And then One Piece is just one example, but like that's just somebody who openly said it. You get what I'm kind of saying, like. I'm pretty sure, like, that's something people ain't just gonna openly say. I'll say I think the only anime I've ever done that with is Black Clover because I started watching Black Clover whenever I was unemployed during COVID and stuff like that. And then a week into watching Black Clover, because it, it only took me two weeks to watch it, um, I got my I got a job at Academy, and I guess the I would have done this regardless, so it didn't really like influenced me a whole lot because my mindset is the same regardless mm. but i guess you could say no i get what you're saying you're Asta, saying, not it's, give it, up, it's entertainment for you up. and you choose it you you make sure it stays as entertainment for you like it because you already have your mindset on certain things on yes yeah, yeah yeah like see like, with I me being like, a, i feel like if you don't necessarily and whoever's listening to this, like, 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 you know what your mindset is and stuff like that, right? If you don't necessarily have the healthiest of mindsets and stuff like that, there are things that you can get from shows that can help you. Yeah. And that, that's just all, that's the reason, part of the reason why I probably brought it up just to kind of see and you, and you brought a good point. Like you, you're, 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 you're at a point in your life and everything around you and probably, and you've been like this, you said, where you can go into like slice of lives where they try to like really hit emotionally and you can let the emotions still flow in, but it won't really change your mindset. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can let the emotion flow in, but it won't like change what you're going to do tomorrow because of the emotion that flew in. That's, yeah. that's where I was But now, with. so like, um, I watched Your Lie in April at one point, right? Uh, and after watching Your Lie in April, I just, uh, that night I tested friends and let them know that I care about them or whatever, right? Mm. And so it's not really like I changed, it changed my mindset, but it made me like. When did you watch Your Lie? Huh? When did you watch Your Lie? Way before we started doing this podcast. Okay, I would say I would say I I don't I don't recall getting the text. We were already talking at the time. <laughs> hey, keeping we it real, Jones was like, hold on. We you tell everybody you loved him. You tell me shit. We were already talking at the time. We we were we, we were hanging out in the Discord at at, at the time and stuff like that. Right. I was hanging out with you and stuff. I'm talking. I was yeah. texting people from high school and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I was testing people from funny. high school. Like, I didn't test anybody from nah. college. I didn't test Noah or anything like that during this time. I'm talking about, like, mm-hmm. people from high school that I hadn't talked to in years and stuff like that. Right. right. Okay. But, All right, Josh. Oh, my bad. Okay. I'm no, sorry. I mean, I we got off on a tangent. I still have a couple more shows to go. Oh, go do what you gotta do. Okay. So... Uh, I said I wasn't supposed to take that long. 
but it's all right. Uh, I digress. 7.5 out of 10. I thought it was a good show. Uh, the next one. Uh, you can technically call it a, a romantic comedy. It is an isekai, though, right? It's um the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady. Uh, this is, for me, out of any show that I watched this season, this is my favorite anime that I watched this season. Favorite over, or other than Don Machi, which I'll get to later. Other than Don Machi, this is my favorite anime that I watched this season. Over Blue Lock, over any other romantic comedy that I watched, or any action, isekai, anything like that that I watched this season. Over Misfit or Demon King Academy. I legitimately have this show as a 10 out of 10. I thought it was a very well well written story. Uh, it lets you know a character's reasoning that they show to the world for doing a certain thing. But then later on in the show, you learn that, oh, it had a much deeper meaning. They were just putting an outward front for the reason why they did certain things. And the outward front made sense, but it had a deeper meaning behind it that you learn later on in the show and stuff like that. Um, this is a Yuri anime, so uh, it is girls dating girls. Um, it is a very good show, though. It gives you, in my opinion, the best ending a first season could have had for a 12-episode show that I've seen in a while. Uh, I still say 86 is the best ending to a first season of the show that I've ever seen, but that was 24 episodes. And so it's a little hard to compare it to a 12-episode show. Excuse me. Okay. And then um, it had an amazing ending. I love the ending. Everything about the show leading up uh, or everything about the show leading up to the ending I loved. It has amazing fighting scenes. It's very well animated and stuff like that as well. Um, season 2 is likely because of how popular the show is now. Um, it has over 131,000 members on Mal now. Which, whenever the first the the first episode started, it had twenty thousand, and so it has an average score of a seven point six one rating. So a lot of people find it good to very good. Um, I personally gave it a ten out of ten. It's one of the best first seasons of a show that I've seen. Uh, now, obviously, if the second season isn't as good as the first season, that would change my overall score for the show. But overall, I'm giving the first season a 10 out of 10. Uh, and real quick, talking about the last slice of life I think I have. Uh, I mentioned Kubo Swan earlier, so I don't have to talk about it. But the other slice of life I have is Farming Life in Another World. This is literally one of the chillest anime I've ever watched. It's really just about a dude who had a kind of effed up life to begin uh, uh, on Earth. He died of a hor like a very painful disease uh, at a young age of like 34, I think. And basically, uh, God decided, hey, like, I gave you the wrong life by accident. You weren't supposed to have as hard of a life as you had. Uh, so I'm going to reincarnate you into this new world filled with magic and stuff like that. And I'm going – and you can have whatever powers you want. You can go and be whatever you want. So what do you want to be? And 
Homeboy was like, I want to be a farmer. <laughs> and he was like, okay, what else do you want? He was like, I want a body that, uh, I want a healthy body. So a body that doesn't get affected by disease, poison, and stuff like that, right? And he's mm -hmm. like, okay, what else do you want? Because initially he was only going to give him one wish. If he wished for, like, super strength or, like, uh, super speed or any, like, cliche power or anything like that, right? And right. Uh, he was like, uh, I want to live uh, a happy life. And he was like, okay, that's – all of that's easy, so sure, yeah. I'll give you all three wishes. And so he gets reborn into this another world. Now the god messed up again, right? Because uh, mm. of course he did. Uh, he gave him all three of those things, but – he put him in what's called the Demon Forest, which is the uh, – it, it is a forest filled with uh, big, scary monsters. The the rest of the world stays away from this forest because they're like, why would we ever go in there? We're going to die if we go in there, right? Because the Demon Forest is where the Demon King and his – and uh, their civilization live. It is their forest, and it's filled with – uh, demons and monsters and hellhounds and different things like that. And they're like, okay, well, uh, he doesn't know he's in that forest though. So he just does the best that he does, best that he can to get by and stuff like that. Uh, he, he ends up taming hellhounds, uh, somehow gets, uh, different people to come and, make a village with him even though that wasn't his goal he was content living by himself uh, but then he realized oh like I do miss like uh, talking with pe people and companionship and stuff like that and then so like these this is gonna sound weird okay but it's like almost everybody that moves into the village is women because of course it is right it's a, it's a, it's a slice of life now, I will say it's not a harem because he only has one wife, and that is the very first person that, that gets there, and which is a vampire, right? Uh, Whoa. But then, but <laughs> wow. then uh, angels move in, uh, elves move in, uh, some dragons move in, uh, fox girls and fox boys move in, uh, some uh, gator people move in as well. And it's all these different. Wait, wait, wait! Why'd you go fox boy, fox girl, and then go gator people? Bro, please stop! I didn't even. I lizard wanted to people? start in the beginning. Lizard people. Of all of lizard this. people. That's what it was. Lizard. People. But I'm saying you said boy slash girl on the fox, and then you said gator people. Whoa! Well, like, like, like gator girl lines. It is. The fox, what you mean? You specified the fox. Would you rather me you say fox just, people? You could have just said fox yes. people, yeah. You, you you saying gator girl lives don't matter? Huh? <laughs> well, to be fair, so so I guess I should have said more specifically like lizard men because they don't have like women in their tribe that moved in. Oh, lizards are like, isn't they, they like, late? no. Like well, D&D lizards then? Yes, yes, yes. Like actual okay. lizard men. Okay. And, and, and everything like that. Anyways, like demon spiders and everything like that like 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 he he somehow befriends them all and uh 
it, it it's just a really cute wholesome slice of life uh he even like towards the end of the first uh, of of this season uh he has a kid and everything like that and so over the course of the season i guess it's like a year and a half time span frame wise from beginning of the season to the end uh and a lot has changed uh over the course of time but overall it's just a very wholesome anime uh it's literally just about a dude who just wanted a farm and ends up making a village and having a family that he always wanted and everything like that uh he's the mayor of the town uh he has friends now that he wouldn't ever replace it's just a very wholesome show uh and it gave me i had very low expectations for this because i didn't know what it was going to be like and so uh it met all my expectations so i couldn't be mad at it for anything that it did it it, it gave me everything that i wanted out out of the show when knowing what i was getting into uh the average score on the show is a 7.6 uh, i gave it an 8 uh, i thought it was a very good show uh and for those out there listening if you're into slice of lives but it's not this is not a romantic comedy right don't get it twisted this is not a romantic comedy uh is it, it is for the most part just about a dude who makes friends somehow starts a village in the middle of a demon forest and all he does is farm and uh he has a magical tool a magical farming tool that all he has to do is think of whatever he wants to plant and then do do the physical labor and then it will magically grow he doesn't need seeds or anything like that and so he grows all sorts of different things like apples aren't a thing in this world like uh grapes strawberries blackberries blueberries like all these different kinds of fruits and stuff like that uh, and vegetables uh potatoes corn uh different things like that uh broccoli cauliflower like all these different things that don't grow in their world he's able to grow on his farm uh ultimately though like I said, good 8 out of 10 show. Very wholesome. Uh, very good Slice of Life. I enjoyed it a lot. That's all that I have for Slice of Lives. Cool. Josh, you have not said anything yet. You got anything for us? Because I feel, I feel like we're being, we're being docile. We got we to gotta be fair. So. Okay. Well, he said no. So, Josh is muted for with that being said, I know exactly. So I, I figured that that's why I was I go off the the moment. Um, I'm gonna take it a play off your slice of life and go into a show that I started for the fall season to you know add to my list because I really love doing this. Watch, man, nobody cares. It's my turn to talk. Anyway, so, <laughs> it's the only time I actually show up. It's the only yeah, time I actually shut up. Bad. It's the only time I'm gonna uh, do it. Let me let me think. What's going on? I'll talk about for this. Uh, what did I watch? Honestly. Wait, <laughs> 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 you just interrupted me. Put me on. No. Tell me to stop. I, I don't know what I want to talk about. You don't want to <laughs> talk about high card? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about high card, man. I'll let you start that one because I really love that show. 
Okay, yeah, so so high cards is really really uh we talked about it before, right? High cards is really dope anime. I just randomly found after I had already picked some of the anime I wanted to watch. Uh there's a deck of playing cards, fifty two obviously, and each card has its own special superpower. Some are cooler than others. The main <laughs> character has probably one of the weakest ones for sure. I, I he just has a gun that lets him shoot straight bullets. I'm I don't whatever. Uh he works basically for this group that is like Kingsman, like the movie. I don't know if you've seen Kingsman or not. To be honest, Seth, I know you. I'm pretty sure we you've seen Kingsman. I have. I've yes. seen Kingsman. Yeah, I've seen Kingsman. Very good movie. Okay. Very yeah, good so, series. So, so basically, like it's 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 like the Japanese version of Kingsman, and then they beefing with the mafia. Uh, but they sell cars instead of suits. Yes, exactly. And, and so basically, their goal is to find all fifty-two cars and return them to their uh to their leader, who's the owner of the car company, and, and his son also works there. Uh, again, we talked about the episode, what, like five or six during the mid-season? Yeah. And, and so basically, it's, it's, it's but more we went on a rant. But the thing about it was we went on a rant about... Oh, yeah, we went on a rant because, because, because the fucking black dude just... Yeah, yeah. We didn't get I, really I saw, into the show. I saw him. We we got into the show. We, I saw Bruh and I knew immediately. I was like, if he had lightning power, I'm gonna be upset. And he did. I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. I'm, I'm over black people having to have lightning powers to be relevant in supernatural s or superpower s. Amen. Unnecessary. But yeah, High Card's been dope. Like I, I, I love, I love the mafia. Like all, all their characters, like tropes are really cool. And like it's, it's unique. It's different. Um, the Playboy, uh, the Playboy character for the, for the main team. Like, I'm sure you, you just in love with him. Yeah, he was cool. But I think I loved my favorite thing about High Card was the plot twist. And how he became, and how you know we had situations happen. I guess we can we can talk a little about. It. We ain't gotta go deep in detail. We want folks to watch it. Um, you know, we realized one of the members of um the organization. Uh, um, Pinnacle, Pinnacle? It's it's a, it's that card game, the P one. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, High it. Card is the name of the organization. Like their organization name is High Card. So yeah, but it's it's something else. Like the actual game name, it's it's like P I N O C H L E. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, I can't remember the name. I'd be lying if I said I did. Um, I just don't but that's how they were like because yeah. that played into how they activate the cards. But my favorite part of it was the plot. Oh, it's Pinochle. Yeah, 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 it's Pinochle is. I oh never, yeah, that's that. the because that's the name of their cause. So their organization, I guess Josh didn't mention this. They're playing their organization. They're working at like Kingsman, but what their like front is the front of the business, kind of like how in High and um Kingsman the front was they were tailors. The yeah, front, yeah, they, the they, front they for cars. High Car is they sell cars and they're called Pinnacle. And um, so from there, you know, we're going through. We had a couple of adventures. We get some cards back, but then we have a plot twist when one of the members of Pinnacle switches up and says, "Hey, I need more than one card, so I'm going to take this." And our friend who has the gun gets ironically shot, <laughs> and then we have a whole situation where one of Pinnacle has turned high and. 
they're now on the run and we got to chase them. And what I liked in it is the mob ended up trying to help the turn the turncoat. The mob was like, hey, he told him, like, because what really got me was the lady from the mob. And the lady from the mob was telling everyone who was trying to save him, like, we told you don't mess with the mob. You mess with the mob, we're going to do something about it. And they were so confused. Like, every, like, for a second, even I was confused. Like, what do you mean we're messing with you? We're trying to save our friend. They were trying to turn him into one of them. Like, they were like, oh, you turn the turncoat on Pinnacle, well, Jim, come join the mob then. Or you're doing the essence of what the mob wants. The mob wants people to use the cards for whatever they want because the cards are basically superpower, magical power, and you can do different things. And if you got that card, you should be able to do that thing as you please is how the mob looks at it. Um, I really enjoyed that plot twist because I didn't see the mob, like, helping out the rogue agent. I just thought the mob was just going to, like, use this to steal the cards. They they were probably going to steal the cards after he used them, but, you know, we never got to that point. So the way I look at it is they just helped him do what he wanted to do. So now it's kind of a thing of where High Card 2 Season 2 has already been announced. Um, so I just wonder if, like, he's going to be, even though the situation ended how it did, I wonder if he's still a person we need to worry about turning turncoat again, Josh. That's why I, that was probably the best, like show, especially like Josh. I mean, like Seth was saying, his show for season one to have like a turncoat like that in season one. It was kind of it's happened before, but I think when you learn the reasoning behind it, it gets deeper. And I don't want to go yeah. into that. Um, all right, seeing 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 Chris's backstory a little bit more for his decision was dope to see. Uh, I, I will Pretty say, uh, I don't know why I forgot his name. Yeah, uh, I will say Finn was probably one one of the better protagonists this season for sure. Um, because his his reason for even joining High Card in the first place was like like dope because he was like, yo, I'm just trying to get money to protect the orphanage I grew up in. Like, yeah. how can you be mad at that? You know? Yeah. Uh, but thoroughly enjoyed High Card for a twelve episode anime. Um, especially one that I. Found like after I had already started, I was like, "Yeah, I'm only really watching three or four anime this season. I need something else." And I found it and I enjoyed it. But um, the two the two I probably enjoyed the most this season, outside of like obviously like High Card was dope, but in in Blue Lock, probably um, Reincarnation of the Strongest Exorcist, and then uh, Isolate Sorcerer is the strongest, something like that. You know how titles get long, uh, but but. <laughs> these animes for me were really dope because like the protagonist was like smart and, and, and they used their heads and like intelligence to, to figure shit out because like in uh, Reincarnation is from exes literally the strongest exes in the world uh, he's too strong people are afraid of that so he gets murked and they use his students to do it so that's kind of fucked up so he's reborn into a magical family but he doesn't have magic so but he does have exorcism, and so he, he kind of fakes his way through having magic, and he's just like an overpowered character, but in a fun way. And so, uh, uh, basically, there's a chosen one who, who's supposed to defeat the Demon King, because there's always a Demon King, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was just nice to see him up this hijinks and shenanigans while trying to, like, help the main girl. Not not the actual main girl, like, like oh, one true pairing, whatever, but, like, the main girl who's, who's supposed to be, like, the next, like, hero. 
kind of develop into a better person, like like skill wise. That was really dope to see. Um, seeing him just kind of fuck people up, and they're like, "Yo, why is your magic so strong?" Knowing it's not magic was also just like kind of an inside joke for the fans to enjoy. And then with Ice Blade, uh, Sorcerer, it it was dope to see like another like orphan type character, just a nobody basically, especially like you know with magical academies and stuff like that. There's always like this, oh, I'm from this noble family, or my dad's in the military general, blah blah blah. So elite classism and bullshit. And his oh, this random kid from the boonies out here who got picked up by a couple military vets during a war is one of the six strongest people on the planet. And he has to kind of he he overloaded his magic basically and and so that's a problem he faces throughout the season about trying to like get that back into control. If he overdoes it he might kill himself. And there are situations where he does kind of overload it and he has to kind of fix that. But seeing seeing protagonists like that who have to rely on being intelligent to figure shit out instead of just blasting their way through stuff, even though they do tend to do that in the show, is nice to see because it's, it's it's not completely different at this point in age because like obviously anime is so diverse at this point. But it's it's nice to see it more consistently than when we were growing up. So I, d- I definitely 100% recommend both of these shows. Uh, check out Ice Blade Sorcerer and uh, Reincarnation of the Strongest X. That uh, whole smart protagonist thing is also the reason why I love uh, the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess on Genius Young Lady. The sure. The yeah. the protagonists win. Yeah. Hey, I'm just mentioning this real yeah. quick. I'm mentioning this real quick. Right, no, no, no. No, it's the title, bro. I don't know what you the said. Full title. The magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady. Okay, so what's the short title? Like Don Machi. There is no short title. Well, then I we got it. Let's make one right now. You magical revolution is what people have been calling it. All right, whenever well, they don't want to type out the that. whole thing. Okay. All right, we're going with magical revolution. Radical Revolution. I just had to cut you off there. I, was <laughs> I, was so, I was just going to be like, I'm wondering when people hear that, what they're going to think. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of this? Uh, the the main character in that is uh, Anasphia, and she's like an mm-hmm. inventor and stuff like that. But she invents mm-hmm. things from, like, Earth that didn't exist in this world. So, like, she uses uh, magic and stuff like that. Uh, even though she she's not born with magic. And everybody in the royal bloodline has that has ever been, because she's a princess, has always been born with magic. She's the first of her kind to not be born with mad or without magic. Um, right. It's probably due to her being reincarnated. She doesn't really know why. But yeah, her, that happened in Exorcist too. Got you. Okay. And then she uses magical tools to like make magical weapons and magical mm-hmm. like. Uh, teapots and things like that, like make your tea never go cold. She also made like a bathtub version that way you never have to constantly boil your water and stuff like that, right? It always keeps the tub warm and things like that. You always have a hot bath. And she not a hot water heater. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
basically. But it's one of those things where it's like all these things that she took for granted in her old world, she's been inventing in this world, and she wants to give it to the normal people and stuff like that. But she has to be smart about it because everybody around her has magic. She doesn't have mm-hmm. magic, and so she has she, she she has to think her way through things and stuff like that because she's the strongest fighter in the kingdom and she doesn't have magic and that's due to her mind and being able to invent things just because you have an idea from your previous world and you know how okay like i know that this thing exists in my world how how do i make it in this world like a reality like just because you you see things are real and stuff like that doesn't mean that you can be the person that invents it and so you still have to be smart in that case. And so I just love, like, a smart protagonist. No, I feel that. I only got one more show, so I'm going to talk about it. Uh, Adventurers Who Don't Believe in Humanity Will Save the World is, is obviously my longest title this season. Um, Nick is the main title? character. Oh, it's uh, Ningen Fusha or Fushin. I'm with that. I'm, I'd rather you say the Japanese title if it's shorter. I'm not even gonna cap because I'll remember it better. So if you, if that's also something I've, I've tried to do too. I'd be forgetting. But if the Japanese title, this shorter, Japanese title was long. I mean, as hell. The, the Japanese title is as long as Split, but it's, it's yeah, it's, it's Ningen, which is like human because that's what demons call humans in Japanese. All right, no, I got it. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's. That's also one. It's just that it's like that, and then uh, the and two dots, like like the title thing, and it's like a uh, uh, title, and then this, like Harley Quinn and, and the Birds of Prey. It's like you know, it's like Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of the Marvelous Harley Quinn, whatever. It's like, yeah, that. It's like that. Um, but no. So basically, like, because I also talked about the show during the uh, mid season. There are four. Main characters there's the uh there's a cleric, there's a mage, there's a half dragon warrior, and then there's just Nick who's a regular adventurer slash like fighter. Um so Nick, Tiana, Zim, and Kurin all have been betrayed by their parties or friends or whoever before this. And so they kind of just were forced to work together through circumstance and, and their bond continues to grow and develop throughout the season and they literally end up finding a sword who's powered through friendship. It's funny as shit. The power of friendship literally has saved their lives most of the time because it causes them to fuse. Um, but I really enjoy, I really enjoyed this anime for like, a, a, again, for a 12 episode seasonal because uh, each episode, there, there, was like, there wasn't really a super main plot until like later because they, they uh, it, it followed a linear story, but it was always like a, a random side adventure for most of it. And it was just about them gaining trust for each other because the whole point is they formed their party on the fact that they couldn't trust anybody, including themselves. But obviously, regardless of like how you feel about stuff, if you travel with somebody for long enough and you, and you risk your life with somebody for long enough, then that bond, that trust forms naturally. And so just seeing them kind of get over like, their prejudice like, to, to other people, humans, obviously, because well, even Curran's half-dragon, so just getting over their prejudice to other humans and bonding through like over trauma and shit like that was really dope to see because I can understand that. Um, we also got some like pretty cool like just random um, like the fights weren't crazy but they were cool. Um, 
they also had to kind of outplay like some other adventurers over like petty shit sometimes. So there, there are moments where intelligence was shown and stuff like that. Um, the magic system was pretty like non-complex, so it was easy to pick up. So I thought that was cool because I like don't get me wrong, I I think magic is probably one of the dopest like things you can do in anime and and, and or just in media in general. But it, it's so complex and and in the anime for no reason sometimes. I'm just like that's ridiculous. Yeah, no. I enjoyed it. If you want to check it out, check it out. Nothing crazy. Again, I'm on I'm on episode like eleven for everything. I, I low key forgot the day was Thursday. Um, so I only watched like two season finales, but it, it was out. So I'm 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 watching all these probably tonight slash tomorrow. Well, realistically, tomorrow because it's late. But yeah, check it out. Well, all right. I feel like we're getting. Towards the end, so I'll do my quick little rant. I got to do a a long Boruto rant, so I ain't gonna do nothing long for the rip. I'll I'll it got the love it deserved. Um, gonna bring back a show that I ain't talked about on the pod for a minute because it was in a stall, a stalemate, but then it started picking up real fast at the end, which pretty much is what Ditchimon does. Ditchimon Ghost Game just reached its final episode, the newest form of the Ditchimon franchise has come to a close and it was a very fun show very fun close um literally taking it back to the Digimon tamer era where it was just three people with Digimon um um I think this season I it's it's weird it was nothing bad about this season but I also would admit there's nothing that made it just kind of like take over maybe I'd say season one two and four which have kind of set as the staple for Digimon um and then even three i think the first four seasons are still holding the weight i'd say this season reached up with um maybe tamers like on the level with tamers i think the angle of going to ghost and being scary like all the plots i saw someone die because of a ditchimon for the first time like you i mean we implied it that people could die but like we actually saw him it was digitized i'll admit it he digitized down but he he was gone so we played into like Digimon being scary and the scary things that can come from Digimon because it brought back that, you know, the first episode when Greymon came in and he was fighting the bird in the city, well, the bug in the city. Like, you should be scared of Digimon. Like, we've gotten this trope with Digimon, our friends, but you should be a little scared because they're like a beast you would catch in a forest. So the whole ghost game feel was to kind of like bring that back. Like, you should be scared of Digimon. Um, we got to the end of it, and I will admit the the one different trope that they did with this season was like, imagine if like Venom went into a Digimon instead of getting into a person, and that was actually kind of fun. Like like I said, the ending it got real fast because I'd say last ten episodes of the sixty something episode season, ten to fifteen episodes. We got to really learn about, I remember speaking about an evil Digimon, like someone having a Digimon that was going evil. Well, just imagine if Venom kind of chose a Digimon instead of a person, and, you know, you can kind of put your mind wonders from there. Um, But definitely a great season. Um, Nothing bad to say about it. I had fun. It was, of course, the stalemate. You know how Digimon episode, where it's like each episode is just a different scenario, so the next... So, the, like, each, you can get character development with the Digimon kind of thing. Um, I will say one complaint I have 
is I hate how much Mega has fallen as a form for Digimon. I remember when you would go Mega, that was a serious moment. And that was supposed to be like a hard thing to do. They're just going Mega now. Like it's kind of like, okay, we're going Ultimate or Champion. I was a little offended on that, but hey, we're in a world now where I God. I mean, isn't God's that the same here. way that like Super Saiyan doesn't hold the same weight anymore in Dragon Ball? Um, yeah, yeah, but that's where the God tier thing comes in because now you got Super Saiyan God. So like, if there was a level of God for like Digimon, that's where I feel like the energy is like about to hit. I don't know. I don't want to say too. Like, I'm just taking a guess going off this season because they were just once once you started. I just remember in season one, two, three, if you went mega, that was like you might have went mega two to three times. Even in season three, Josh, when it was the those three, they went mega probably a little bit more. But like it was like they were fighting a giant glue. <laughs> they were just taking care of a giant blob. You know what I'm saying? It was just almost wasteless, wait, just trying to get energy out and push it back. But I was a little, that was the only thing, like I said, that's not really to the show itself. It's just the franchise is at a point now where like Mega's not as powerful anymore. So what What they're going to, I feel like a level basis could be established or they're going to introduce Digimon who are stronger than Mega and they're going to introduce a new revolution, maybe a fusion with the Digidestin or whatever. But um, I think we're reaching that next level because they just announced the movie for Digimon 2. Um, this is going to be a movie where, kind of like Digimon Tri-Adventure, where we see an updated, grown version of the original Digidestin um, dealing with real-life, like, upper-age issues of having a Digimon, but having life still continue. And in some cases, seeing them have to break off that Digimon connection. We're now starting to see that with the Digidestin from season two. That's where I feel like this is about to go. So Digimon's franchise is fresh and alive. Just because Ghost Game ended don't mean we ain't finna keep getting Digimon out here. Um, Pokemon just had its transition of protagonists. So I just realized we're, we're entering, in, entering into that next era, Josh. It's like that era of like, dang, I guess everybody got to grow up eventually kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. Ash isn't even going to be catching Pokemon anymore. And and I, and I it's it's crazy to, like, say that, because you would just, you wouldn't think they, you would think they would just either maybe end the franchise, or they they would make it to where, like, you would think he'd just catch a Pokemon forever. No, they said, no, he's done. He's, he's done catching Pokemon. He became master, and now he's done. And it's just to see this era being alive is kind of crazy. But yeah, Ghost Game was fun. I mean, all well, the newest stars too. I, I, I'm, I'm not shocked Ash was around as long as he was because you know, money was easy that way. But now, now we get the new era, so I'm, I'm curious to see if they do the Digimon thing after Ash is done. Now just do it like two or three seasons of pop and then swap them out, or keep this new character for ten plus years. Yeah, that's the and that's the fun part at this point is just seeing where it could go because it's like it truly does feel like a new era of me for Digimon, Pokemon, um, and I mean I can name other shows, but everything like in that era of like late '90s, early 2000s, like it's I mean twenty twenty some years does make an era change, but it's funny to just say that we're up here seeing it.
and witnessing it. Um, second show I was going to mention that finished up. Um, Welcome to Demon School era. My season three just wrapped up. Um, I'm I'm late to this show, so like I can't just be sitting here saying I don't think this show gets a lot of love like it should. But now that I'm a part of this fandom, I think this show deserves a little more attention. It's gonna take its time. It's not a a show's really meant for schooling. Like it's meant for like the people who like shows about school and what comes with school and. It really is, because, like, all of the tropes are, even though they're all, it's a demon school, and there's demon things, and it's a dangerous, you know, environment this boy is in, it still plays in the trope of schooling, and, like, going through freshman year, sophomore year, all that. Um, So, you know, not a lot of people are going to really fall into that. that. I think that's still a trope that some people do fall into, though, and love to see, because, you know, still got high schools or they like their high school years and it brings them back. Um, I think it was, it's a very fun, I still say my comparison, it's, it's a weird comparison, but I feel like if, you know, Yusuke Yurameshi grew up in the Neverworld instead of growing up on our, on the earthly plane, it's probably like a small example of that. You know what I'm saying? Not like a full example, but I think this would be, an idea of him being the grandson of the most powerful demon and going to a school where everyone knows that you're the grandson of the most powerful demon. So they expect you to be as powerful. So they try you and somehow you get out of these situations because you're just that good at dealing with survival skills and fighting and different things. So I think demon school is a really fun show. I think, you know, if you like the demon trope, it's definitely something as well. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say my comparison. When I first started the show, I definitely was telling people, oh, if you like Yu Yu show, you'll like this. But after watching season three, I think season one and two definitely was more about the action. It was more about, like, the the powers, the magic. But season three kind of played more into the coming of age and growing up and, you know, becoming older and different things. So, yeah, I... um. I'm definitely a part of the fandom now. Um, I think this is like my new show I like to recommend to people. Like if I want people to like get into anime, like, cause it definitely is a get into anime show. Like it's nothing too much. It's not like you do get, like I said, you get your action, you get your story. Um, it's just more based into the demon trope and the school trope and put, just putting them two together. Like the welcome to demon school really fits the title of this show. Like, Welcome to Demon School. We're going to show you from day one to your graduation day what it's like to go to a demon school. And it's kind of fun to play with. So I definitely will be looking forward to season four. I've actually started reading the manga. And it's so weird because right now the the arc I'm in is a music arc. (laughs) So I'm reading a manga about a music arc. It's kind of hard to fall into, but I'm excited for season. This is like one of those arcs. I'm like, when this gets adapted, it's going to be amazing because you're going to hear the music. Reading it and trying to like put the music in your head is a little difficult. But I'm going to get through it. And we're just going to keep it going. Welcome to Demon School, Irma. Definitely would recommend. Given this season, I'll give it an 8.5 out of 10. I'll give it an 8.5 out of 10. Because we still got some things that, you know, could be cleaned up. I think they could have 
think they spent too much time on uh, there was a, a festival that went on during the school year and i think even though it was such a big festival it was one of three different festivals that we were supposed to see and the first festival they did in like an episode or two they just like just it was a real quick but then this festival was like almost half the season so going into and now that i'm reading the manga and seeing what the last festival's going to be like I mean, if this is if if the festival is gonna be what the season is, then let it drag the whole season. Don't like give one festival uh, like an episode and then the rest one a whole half a season because all of them are supposed to hold equal weight. So it was a little bit. So the storyline was a little crazy, but once they got into the festival, very fun, very all well put together. Um, yeah, I recommended it to to your to Zach Seth, and I really hope in his long list, he somehow gets a chance to start it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he'll probably hit his list is very long. Out, outside of the seasonal anime that me and him are watching together, he is watching like eight other anime right now, including One Piece yep. on a fairly regular basis. Oh, and, he's back on the One Piece trope. There we go. Yeah, All right, he is. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, cool, cool, cool. <clears throat> and so, um, busy 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 watching anime um Um, did you want to mention tokyo revengers at all yeah and i'll do it and i ain't even gonna take long on it um tokyo revengers man it's a cool show and i think it's one of those shows like i'll i'll go ahead and say it on the pod now first season is better than second season in your opinion so i've started watching demon um don machi um exploring more deeper into the show josh and i ain't gonna lie josh I like the world of Don Machi. I just don't like yeah, them. So. I just don't like yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And that's what it was. That whole that's, episode that's we fair. did, I feel bad now because I pretty much bashed the show because I didn't like the main character. And that's that's not fair. Because <laughs> I watched, I recently watched, like, it was the side story, Sword Orisha, and I watched the movie. Sword, Sword Oratoria. Oritia, yeah. Oritoria. I don't know why I keep Oratoria, like, like yeah. That. Um, oh, Rochi? And, like, what's this, One Piece? No, it's like, I feel like the T in the <laughs> I is like, it's just shut up, man. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I loved it. Like, I love the world of Darumachi. It's just Bell. It's just... Watching Bell as a side character was great. As a side character, Bell's cool, fun. It's good to see him. On, but to have him as a main character, you gotta get used to it. But me and Seth had a talk, and he told me how his growth works, and now I can kind of, like, understand it's not going to be a slow steady it's going to be like big steps yeah and you just got to kind of roll with it from there so that's leading from there that's you know watching Don Machi made me realize how I feel about Tokyo Revengers Tokyo Revengers world is great it's just a suckish main character because this guy just I'm gonna say it like this after this season we're now in the worst timeline he could have ever created <laughs> I'm so mad about it because I don't feel like it could have been like that. I feel like he was in such a he left the past again in such a good manner, but he didn't even I personally was like, don't leave. Like the world was always telling him in season one, don't leave. Just stay for a while. You're, you're fucking up. You always leave after you fix some shit. And then it's worse. And we're now in the worst timeline ever. Um I will say this season was cool when Mikey got back into it. Because at first, it was basically a season about, you know, 
one of the members dealing with some real life house issues and Takamichi somehow being the person to help save the day. And I mean, physically save the day. Like he was going to beat up the big bad bully who was causing the house problems for one of his, one of the members atonement. And they didn't want to tell Mikey or Draken or any of the powerhouses. Cause they were like, this is our problem. We're going to fix it. Takamichi would say, um, and he got his ass kicked, like per usual. Probably the worst ass kicking I've seen so far. He got his ass kicked about four times. I saw some three, clips. Four times. Yeah, this is probably the worst ass bad. kicking he's ever had. That's pretty bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> <was> bad. <laughs> but, but when Mikey came, Mikey did exactly why we, like, I love Tokyo Avengers. He was like, Mikey got hit too. But then Mikey retaliated. And Draken handled everything else. And that's why it was still a fun season. But, you know, we ended the season with him going back um, to the present. And like I said, we're now in the worst. We're now in the worst timeline because let's just say it was we was trying to save one death the first time. And now like 10 people have died. <laughs> and I'm laughing and I'm laughing because he's like, at the end of the season, he has that face where he's like, I'm going to go back in time again. But what we're really starting to realize is if we really want to save the future, and this is, and like I said, this is probably why I'm not going to read the manga, because if I read the manga, I probably won't. I feel like I won't like this show. I feel like I'm, I like... <laughs> I'm going to be real. I feel like what I like about the show is is the, the, the crappiness of the main character at this point. It's like, he's just so bad that I understand that going in. And I'm like, you know what? This ain't even as bad anymore because I'm not watching it for him. And that's what I have to do is watch it for the world building. When you not have watch high expectations for somebody and they continuously man. don't meet it. Man. And then you lower them man. and you're like, okay, that's better. <laughs> like, and then that's the thing. I've lowered it even more. Like, I know season three is going to come because the way this season ended, I know season three is coming. And it's going to be cool. We're going to get Mikey and Draken back. We're going to go back to the past. But it's always just going to... He's just a suckish ass MC. And it's just... It is what it is. And like I said, watching Don Machi shows me that. So with Bell, though, I feel like now that I understand Bell, I might be able to grow to like Bell. Like, I'm growing to like Bell. Because watching him from a different perspective... He's a very like, Bell ain't so person. bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not as dumb as I thought he was, too. Yeah. I'll say that as well. And that's so... I'm. It's just weird watching shows for worlds and not for the main character. That's something new for me. Like, the main character to me is what I'm supposed to watch the show for. Well, but, I mean, so, like, it's not really a new concept to me. Now, given I really like Bell and The World of Don Machi, so I watch it for both. But yeah. it's... So, for example, um, dang it, uh, the, it's an isekai, uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. Anyways, uh, trapped in a video game and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, that's a good one, that's a good one. Um, or, that's not the name of the anime, but, but. They're, they're Wait, trapped in a video oh, I thought game. you were talking about. I thought you were talking about trapped in a dating sim. I'm so sorry. No, 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 I no, no. They're they they are trapped in a video game. Uh, okay. Log Horizon, Log Horizon, that's it. I was oh, down okay, my I've heard of it, I've heard of it. I know what you're talking about. Log Horizon, the main character is very smart, right? And he's a very likable main character because he's so smart, right? Mm. 
sorry, I had a cough, so I'm muting my mic. Um, Not fair. He's a very smart character, but the world of Log Horizon and the politics and everything that goes into the world, the lore and everything like that, that's the reason why I watched that show, so I can understand. I didn't okay. watch Log Horizon for the main character. I did watch Log Horizon for some of the characters, just not necessarily the main character, although he was a very good main character. It's not like he was a bad main character. Um, He was very strong, and he outthought everybody before even having to fight them or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I watched Log Horizon for the world of Log Horizon, not necessarily for the characters. Alright, alright, so, 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 so you understand what I'm I saying. I can relate, right. yes. Alright, well let me go keep continue on my train, because I do have a couple more, and I'm try, like I said, I'm trying to hurry these ones. We're going to now go into, honestly, another anime that I feel like if you have kids or have had kids, play stepdad, wherever, would have more appreciation for. Buddy Daddies! Wasn't a bad anime, Josh, and I and I feel bad for comparing it to Spy Family because it definitely they both are comedies, but this one had more actual tropes. Like this one was actually more be- like it's like like actually more believable. Like the situation was more real. Spy Family, the chance of like I mean the girls got psychic powers, the mom's an assassin. You know they play it's it's so fantastical. It's fantasy like. This one was a little more real because the only real different part of it was these guys were hitmen. That's their job. They go kill people and get paid for it. But, you know, a kid they killed the kid's father. <laughs> and they didn't realize that as they were doing that, that the kid that was around them while they were doing the hit was the kid's father. So they took on the kid. You know what I'm saying? They they did the right thing as a person, human being kind of thing. And they tried to find a mom. The mom didn't want the girl. Cool. Now what's the next plan? Go give it to an orphanage and let her fall in the system? Or we got enough money where we can do something right with our lives since we've just been killing people for, like, probably, I'd say at least they've been doing it for a few years, five years. One of them's the son of a mob, boss man. And the other one just, all his family seems, I think it's one of those things where all his family, like, either passed or just, like, abandoned him. And it was, like, the only thing he had was his sister. And then the sister ended up dying. So he basically had no family left. Um, and they, you know, we got some whimsical episodes where they were trying to be hitmen while still being parents, with two, especially with being two guys. You know, people already assuming they weren't gay. But, you know, two guys taking care of a kid kind of was another whimsical part of the show. Like, everyone thinking, like, oh, they got to be together. Um, so that was funny to see and play into as well. But then the show took a turn, man. I ain't even gonna lie. And I saw Twitter going up about it a little bit, which made it even better. When the mom wanted the daughter back, we, I've never gotten so upset. Like, I have gotten upset. But I got hella upset. Because we said, nah. We already accepted that this show was about two kid guys who were hitmen trying to take care. The mom wanted the kid back. She said, thank you. All right, I'm ready to get the kid back. We didn't already got mostly attached. We didn't already saw them actually try to be parents. This man, sleep, one of them started sleeping in the bathtub just so the little girl could have the room. They didn't already, it was deep. 
I was starting to get into that. I was like, and, and halfway through, I was like, all right, I see how this show is going to be. So I kind of just like let a few episodes roll because it wasn't like on my radar. So I've, I'm binging it and I see this episode hit and I'm like, what is this? And then from there, it just got crazy. But I will say, I do expect a Buddy Daddy season two. Not even going to cap to you. Because the way this season ended, great season ending. For a show that was supposed to be like a spy family copy, definitely a good season one ending. By the, by um, the end of season one, it has over 150,000 members on Mal, an average score of a 7.89. I was going to give it about an eight. I'm going to give it an eight because like now we realize like, I don't know how to like explain it without saying too much, but this is this is real. Like people like these guys are hitmen, and we I guess we kind of like didn't realize until the end. Like people got want revenge, <laughs> and people will die. That little girl is in is now a very high stakes member of this organization. We'll say it like that. She's basically a part of the team now. On she so you know she's going to daycare school. We got to make sure she's okay while she's at daycare school now. But that's just where this world has turned when you got two hitmen trying to play father. So it actually is turned into something a little cool. It's, and it's honestly moved faster than Spy Family. Like, Spy Family, no one knows what each other's doing yet still. And now in Buddy Daddies, we're now getting to understand. Like, I think even the little girl gets to understanding of what her daddies really do. But she hasn't really maybe said it to him, but she's not dumb, if that makes sense. Yep. So Buddy Daddy's wasn't that bad. Gave it an 8 out of 10. I actually am here for a season 2. It did, and, and it really was just the ending. The ending brought it all together to be like, yeah, this is a fun, whimsical show, but remember what the premise of this show is, type thing. Brought us back. Um, moving forward, because this was a show I actually wanted Josh to check out, Revenger. Yes, Revenger would be, I'm going to go ahead and say it, my favorite show I watched this season. Um, it, for a 12-episode feudal era type of anime, I think I just love the feudal era-ness of it. It was feel good to have a new anime that that was feudal era loved. Like, you know, with all the, you know, it's not like it was lawless, but you feel me? Samurai can't just walk around with their swords. If you walk around with your sword, you're pretty much saying you got a gun at your hip and you're ready to shoot at any time. Um, we had a gang of people who basically you bid a gold coin, they'll kill anybody for you for a gold coin with a bit bite mark on it. Pretty simple concept. It's not that simple of a concept when opioids start getting involved because then everybody's getting high and now everybody's getting high and now people are biting coins while they're high and things are getting confused and people are wanting people dead. And then you got people who are upset because their family members got high and now they're drug addicts. So now they want to bite the coin on the dealer because they like, hey, he killed my family, but he didn't kill him. He, they just got high and ended up drug overdosing. So now they want the dealer dead. And it got so intertwined. Come back. There he is. Oh, did I disappear? Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. That means I was getting real. Well, it got that real, y'all. I'm not going to say I was cussing during that blank, but it got that real. And at the end of it, it got simple. And that's what I think I liked about this 12 episode. It's not going to get, it's over. It's definitely a 12 episode show. And I think that's what also made me love it the most. Cause like it was, I knew, I, I thought maybe it could have got a season two or something. No, it's over, but it was able to wrap everything up because it got so complicated when you add, when you add drugs into like a show of revenge, 
like that just you can't get revenge on drugs so you have to like so who do we blame for the drugs it's that kind of thing um and i guess because i like the drug shows like power and snowfall and all those shows to see it in a anime setting was kind of really cool um and i just genuinely feel like if you're a samurai champ blue fan this is the show for you it was just like a smaller like definitely not reaching to that height but definitely for it to be just its own staple show up there giving this show like a nine and a half out of ten and you know there was some tropes in this show like male prostitute things that it got real real that's all i want to say i didn't realize how much male prostitutes would have to do back then learned a couple things researched a couple things um so i really think you know samurai champ blue fans um i'm trying to think of like just that whole feudal era love if you into that i think this is a show for you um let me see i think moving on from there we now slide into, you know, a show that me and Josh already have read, so we can hurry up and talk about it. My Hero Academia finished up, and it was a pretty cool adaption. How do you feel about the adaption, Josh? We'll just go into it like that, because we already know what was going to happen. How do you feel like it was adapted? I, I, I feel like the Dark Deku arc was, was, was done well. Uh, I, obviously... My only real complaints were the same complaints that everybody else had. It was more of a visual aspect thing. The actual plot was, was dope. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can't complain about anything else. That the Lady Gan stuff was cool to see. How do you feel about Ochaku's speech at the end? You feel like that hit the home like it did? Yeah, yeah. Because when yeah. I read that, I was, I was, that pool, that was one of those things I read that like sucked me in. Like, Dang, she just took control, and I I feel like anime did that same thing. I feel like she did the same thing. I think it was good at that. I think my only complaint, for real, was yeah, I guess the sky thing. They kind of cause like when Dark Deku arc started, you saw the sky was gray. So like, I feel like they could have made the sky gray with Shigaraki first coming out. But I think what they were trying to say is like heroes were up at that point. Like, that was a point where heroes were still winning as far as, like, being on top. That's the only thing I think why they might have did that. But other than that, yeah, I think other than that, there was no... And then the complaints stopped after the Dark Deku era started. That was also something I saw. So that was cool to see. I think it was a cool adapted season six. Uh, the, the number one United States of America hero, Stars and Stripes, has now made her anime debut. And a lot of people are calling her racist. I think they just don't know what she did for this country yet. Um, Why are they found the races? Bruh, because you know, because they don't know, Josh. <clears throat> they don't know what she's going to do. So you feel me? As a manga reader, I'm just looking at, bruh, I've just seen people kind of like, like, why she look like, to, you know, about to go over there and slap. I've seen a couple things. I've seen a couple, like, quotesy stuff. I'm not going to say it's like a big thing, but, like, you can tell that people don't understand the meaning of her coming in is, yeah. They don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, all they got to see, because at the end, all she said was, you know, All Might's my number one. Um, I'm, He called me. I'm coming. And then she's standing with her pose of, like, I'm Captain America. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, 
I just think people just don't know it's even new. It's like, it's the whole American trope. You feel me? I think it's just the whole thing of just like, oh, God, here comes America trying to come save the day. All right. Yeah, but but with her, it's deeper. Like, it's not about... Um, for her, she's not even thinking about America. She's not thinking about Japan. She's just thinking, All Might said, come here. <laughs> and she's doing what All Might said. And I think that's the, the part people... Season seven gonna be cool. I think that's gonna be fun. Um, I agree with that. Let's move on. Trigun Stampede, season one finished. They announced season two. It will be coming out later. I think this year, or early next year. Um, cool adaption. I think it hit. I think this adaption was just. In the essence, the only thing really different was we learned about his past like sooner than the original. And that's really the only real thing. I mean, as far as and the, and I'll say, knives got way more attention. Knives didn't get as much attention as far as like him being such an evil villain and how powerful he is. Um, there was a lot of blood in this season because knives was just cutting everyone up like he's done in the other show, but like this season was a little more graphic, three D play into it. Um. I think it was pretty cool. I ain't gonna lie. I stepped on the pace. It kept on pace with, like, um, as far as just who, you know, how Bash gotta be, it's gotta be some funniness into it. Like, Bash is that funny guy. So, like, it got real serious in the second half. Like, you didn't really see as much Bash funny guy because we was in the part of figuring out who he is and what he can do. But... The first half, you still got a couple Vash moments where he dropped his gun or like in episode one when he dropping bullets and he only got one bullet because he's slipping up. That's the part of, of Trigun I like. I did like learning who he was, but I liked how Vash was just that funny bounty hunter guy. Kind of like rivaled me for Spike. You know, like Spike was cool and fun and, you know, Spike was smooth. So it was like he was like the opposite of that for me. Um Cool little adaption, and they did say it's going to be a season two, so I think maybe that'll play back into it. Because now we're getting into where the girl... See, originally, I can't remember the girl's name, Josh, but do you know how the girl was an insurance agent? Mm -hmm. Well, they had in this season, I guess this was like before she was an insurance agent, so she was like a reporter for a newspaper, and that was a little different. That was like the only different thing, because like I got like her 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 accomplice in the original was my favorite. Like she was I just loved how dunce she was, but then when shit got real, she'd be the first one to step around. Um so that was the only thing different. But at the end of this season, they kinda like said, Hey, we're finna assign you a newbie because now she's finna take lead um as head reporter or something, but the girls finna come in and I they already threw in something about insurance, like in like the beginning of the last episode while she was driving. Um, so they're gonna, I think season two will be a little cool. Um, I still think the adapt the first original was better, of course. I'm gonna go ahead and say it, but it's fun to see them try to give like a just gain a new audience. That's pretty much all this was to gain a new audience, right? Um, and I feel like this is my real last one. I apologize, y'all. I kind of slipped my mind earlier. I think I really gave so much thought to board, so that you did, they, and they're getting hey, look, someone has to. I just felt like that. Could have done it in this episode. Uh, you you want to do a board to episode? Oh, we can do that. Yeah, I'm going to watch three I'm talking about you could have took the 30 minutes of the next episode. 
that was going to be an hour episode. I made an hour and a half episode rather than turning this into a three hour. But, you know, ah, it's fine. We did. Yeah, it's fine. We, we at least knew this was coming. So, like, it's not as bad. I did. Um, it's fine. We said we had the meeting. We no, 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 no. We, I knew you were going to talk about it, but we agreed five minutes. I, well, it did. It went longer. It went longer. That's true. That's fair. Clearly. Um, last show for me. Because I still have this two actually, more. All right, fair. Last, well, this is the last show for me. And this is my second favorite of the season. And chilling in my 30s after getting fired from the Demon King's army. If you would like a short title, chilling in my 30s. Because that's really what most people just kind of throw it out there. Um, it was just a real wholesome show. Like, and I haven't said that about any show this season. It was just really wholesome. Man's got fired, went on a walk. A girl found him. He saved her because she was getting chased. They ended up falling for each other. A baby was made, and he becomes mayor of the village. It was it was literally a second life. So I remember mentioning that like this was Isakai like when we was in the mid range. It's kind of like because even he said it himself like this is his second life. So like it wasn't an Isakai, but it was Isakai like in the essence of like. He completely cut ties from everything that was before he got fired. This man was the mayor of a village with a baby, a family. Like, he never even thought about dating because he was such being hard in the army. In the army, he was, like, there was four generals, and he was the aide to the four generals. So you could basically say he was, like, over the whole army. So after he got fired, it was just like, he didn't know what the fuck to do. And he ended up finding something to do. Um, it was a little family drama which was cool because he's a human. I thought he was a demon. He's a human. We found that out later. Raised by demons. So he basically, and this is in the middle of a war between demons and humans. So he ends up slowly becoming the gap between the two main people of both armies. Um, the head of the demon army and the head, the hero, who was supposed to be the, op, you know, the, the opposition to the demon's army. Um, he has relations to both of them, and because this man ends up having a baby, the baby, it's more so his son that ends up being the catalyst to a future where there won't be a war between demons and humans. Um, this definitely was a one-and-done show. Really fun, though. We got to see him, Dario, who was the 30-year-old who got fired. We got to see him show off his magic ability. Because he was using magic wrong because he was trying to use magic like a demon and not like a human. And when he learned how to use magic like a human, he was powerful. He was pretty powerful. Um, so we got to see a couple fight scenes. We got to see him fight a dragon. Um, just a really fun, quick, wholesome show. Like, the wholesomeness of it was really as quick as, like, they got together. I mean, we've, I think we mentioned that with the Horror Mia thing. A lot of people liked how quick they got together. It was like another trope in that where it was, I mean, by episode. Guess because that was midway. So, yeah, that was like episode four. They kind of just realized, hey, you know, let's, let's do this. And they like, and I thought let's do this meant let's start dating. By the next episode, they, they definitely did the time skip on this and there was a baby. Um, but it was, it was just a cool little, like I said, it's not an isekai, but it was isekai like 
you know what I'm saying? If you've ever been fired before kind of thing, and you don't, you know, or if you're unemployed, like you mentioned, you've been unemployed before and how it can be very depressing, very saddening. It's just kind of that thing of just not giving up, keep pushing forward. Something's coming that's meant for your way. You may not understand it, everything like that. And pretty much summed it up. It also gave me my favorite end song of the season. It's called Dear Doe's Days. And it's a very, like, upbeat, soft, whimsical. It's kind of like how the song for the ending of Spy Family was. But this one just was a little more, a little more whimsical, a little more like, ah, I'm on a beach kind of thing. So, yeah, still in my 30s. Good show, giving that a 8.3. I know I'm being one of those guys, but, I mean... The time skip is, I, I didn't like the time skip. They they should have just probably, if anything, they could have went into the, the whole, we didn't really learn much about the Demon King army. And I think they could have did an episode where we got more on that and then we came back. Even if, even if they did the time skip on that, we at least would have learned more about the Demon King army. Because that's where all of this had started. So, yeah, I'd say I'd give it an 8.3 out of 10. And okay. now... Here we go. Josh, do you have any more before I wrap this up? No, you're good, bro. Okay. I've been ready to go. Vinland Saga has been very good this season, although it's not done. I'm just going to mention it. Uh, Vinland Saga has been very good. Uh, a lot of people have been calling it Farmland Saga because currently the, the MC has been a has been on a farm. Um, and it's just been about him finding himself, what he wants to do with his life now that he's no longer a quote unquote warrior and stuff like that. Uh, it, it, and it shows a very accurate portrayal of what somebody with PTSD would go through and stuff like that. So it, uh, I, I, I've seen a lot of like comments and, and stuff like that. I say like, hey, like I served in Iraq, like this is fairly accurate to what we go through and stuff like that. Uh, in terms of like PTSD and stuff like that, like I've been seeing those comments on like Crunchyroll, like in the comments uh, section, like under the different episodes and stuff like that. And uh, so it it it's had a very good reception and stuff like that. Obviously, highly recommend it. Uh, go watch the first season; it's amazing. The second season has been really good as well. Uh, highly recommend it. The other show I was going to mention, um, I'm not going to go all the way in depth into it because uh, Zoe's watching Don Machi right now, and that means maybe within the next two to three months we'll have a Don Machi episode, hopefully. Uh, and so, uh, but Don Machi season four, absolutely fantastic, ten out of ten. Uh, as so, Josh, as a light novel reader, have mm-hmm. you seen a Obviously, we talked about this with Shield Hero and stuff like that, right? But mm-hmm. scenarios where it's been like, oh, like I can't wait to see this get adapted, and then you really love the adaptation. Um, hmm. Honestly, I'm gonna out myself a little bit here. Uh, High School DXD has has a really dope like no, even though majority porn. Um, seeing. Seeing uh, Issei not be complete garbage for like five minutes was, was really nice to see because there, there's some stuff in the light novels during uh, DXD Hero that I really enjoyed seeing. Um, obviously, as a big sword art, a long guy, 
this is probably one of the ones where like they look at light novel the least at times. I feel like, but uh, most of Gun Gale, at least light novel wise, I really enjoy. Uh, obviously, there's a bunch of stuff in Chile that I enjoy thoroughly. Um, that's about it. Any, any of the other ones would be way too dated to talk about. Yeah. Fair. This for me as a light novel reader, reading this ahead of time and then going into the season knowing what was going to happen, but curious to see how they were going to adapt it. I'm a very mm-hmm. big fan of. They didn't try to put this into twelve episodes. If they tried to put this into twelve episodes. The pacing would have been horrible, right? Every other episode or uh, every other season of Don Machi, for the most part, has been 12 episodes, right? Maybe 13, right? Maybe 13 sometimes. This season was 21 episodes, and it it got the uh well deserved adaptation that this section of the light novels deserved. And I was very pleased with the adaptation and, and everything like that. The anime did a very good job. Uh, this is one of the rare times, rare times, I will compliment uh, JC Staff uh, when it comes to Don Machi. Because I feel like JC Staff has oftentimes made this show more about like Hestia, for example, like they did that in season two, than what it needed to be. Uh, they took the focus off of some of the other side characters in – or excuse me, put more – yes, took some of the spotlight off of the side characters in like season two, for example, that got more shine uh, than what was than, – than what they deserved back then. But now the author actually had a say in season four. And so I'm hoping that he continues to have a say from now on because the ad- the adaptation from light novel to anime could not have gone better in my opinion. There were some other smaller details that they left out that I noticed as a light novel reader, but it's not like super important details. They're not going to have everything in the anime, and I know that, right? Um, but overall, 10 out of 10, obviously highly recommended. It's my number two show. Uh, this season further reinforced it being my number two show. Uh, and that is all that I have, anime wise. Okay, cool. Uh, trying to get out of here before this is a four hour podcast. Uh, mental health corner, as, as usual. Mental health is mental wealth, cheat stuff, like stuff, respect stuff. Um, realize that growth is a part of life and, and that too further yourself that you, you have to grow whether that's mentally, spiritually, physically, religiously, whatever, but, or emotionally, all of that. Um, friendships die, friendships are born every day. Uh, same thing relationships, whether that's family, uh, personal, uh, work related or whatever. Uh, life is so short, so realize that you have to do what's best for you. Some people aren't going to like that, but that's and uh, just take some time, you know, stop and smell the roses there now and then. Because, again, life is short, and you shouldn't always be focused on that one thing. You know, just in- enjoy the moment. That's about it. Right. I like it. So- you already know, follow us at 
Otaku Collect Pod on Twitter at Otaku Collective PC on TikTok. Please also. Hey, hey, hey. Twitter going crazy though. Um, hit us up at the Gmail at Otaku Collective PC at gmail.com for any inquiries, collaborations, ideas, even advice. You know, Seth is really a strong, strong editor of this podcast. And I think, you know, a lot of people getting into new things may need advice and want to, you know, learn things from some of the best people who have taken the time and doing it. And I think Seth is a great teacher. You know what I'm saying? Not no, not gonna say how much he charges by the hour, but hey, I think I think advice can be free. <laughs> so we got that. If you want to follow him individually, that would be at C3 Smooth on all platforms. Hit him up. You might be able to get a little free advice from Alfie. You want to hit up Josh for any reason? I don't know why. Um, <laughs> at my <laughs> underscore own profit. It's my underscore own profit. Talk about and how bullshit your takes are, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was minding my own business. On my phone. And don't forget to follow me at WhataboutZo. Underscore on Twitter, WhataboutZo. I'm not the white girl with the other page. Um, I'll wrap us up here. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Otaku Collective Podcast. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, the best way that you can do so is to share the podcast on whatever platform you listen on, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen on. Share it with your friends and family, anybody who might like anime, anybody that you know definitely likes anime, anybody who's into uh, funny people on podcasts, share the podcast with them. And we will see y'all next episode. Peace out, you bunch of otakus. Peace.